0: Business data is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
2: Welcome back to the show. We took a little break. Some stuff happened, some personal stuff, I'm sure. Well, WAGS is no longer with us, um, which I don't know how else to say it wags is no longer with us the world lost
3: uh, a truly beautiful soul and you have been going through it and we love you and we go yeah
2: just go like i wrote about it on instagram if you want to download it but we can't get upset today because we have a nacho expert in the house who i just i don't know it's like (laughs) My soul is on fire. I smile ear to ear the entire time we're talking. And his name is Richard. Welcome to the show.
3: Malls, you are so sweet. I'm so glad to be back. Patreon fam, you guys probably have already heard this voice.
2: Yes, we did Mommy's Little Princess, which I have been calling Mommy's Little Secret in my head. And just now I was downstairs eating a piece of bell pepper and I thought to myself, if I was a mommy, would I want to have secrets or not?
1: Mm,
3: Especially if they are royal secrets. That's a big, big deal.
2: Right. Royal secrets are incredibly scary. Speaking (laughs) of Megan and Harry's 300 million dollar netflix deal or whatever the fuck it was 100 million or something crazy sort
3: of insane amount of money that is impossible to imagine yes
2: it's montecito money i'll tell you that much (laughs) because they're moving up to montecito very fancy place really only for people who have been there for a long time or Mm -hmm. oprah so
3: yeah or some ex-royals let's party
2: so honey Tell me everything that's new with you. Where are you at? Update our let our audience know Mm -hmm. a a little bit about who Richard really is.
3: Okay, okay. So if you've heard me before, you know that I have quit smoking in the past month. Um, I was really I was going through withdrawals last time Malls and I spoke. So I'm glad that she uh, got some stuff out of that conversation that was useful. Um, In the meantime, I've just been living it up in New York in isolation with my roommates, and I have gotten so 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 into k-pop specifically blackpink in the past three weeks all of my friends are annoyed i technically don't have any friends anymore because of it but you know it it fills the, that hole in my heart without friends
2: i'm so thrilled about the possibility of getting the k-pop stands on board with mother may i Sleeper podcast because they are a powerful oh my god
3: when they mobilize it changes lives but it's so random when they decide to mobilize they're not like a reliable fan base but when they show up they show out like it's crazy
2: i think they take instruction well i think Mm -hmm. that they're like a suggestible group of people which i love you know i'm a suggestible person so i love other suggestibles Mm -hmm. um I don't know much about Blackpink. You did tell me last time we talked that you had recently become Blank, which Mm -hmm. is a Blackpink. Yeah, you're full Blank. Um, And that's what the fandom is called. Like, you are... it's,
3: It's just like smushing Black and Pink together. We're just our little Blinks. I mean... I say our little blinks, it all sounds really sweet. It's actually a really sort of chaotic and toxic fan base, but we can get into that later.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anytime you have the opportunity to bring that up, because there is some chaotic and toxic behavior in today's movie called mm. he's watching.
3: He is watching, girl. It's, he's oh my God.
2: Watching. And like, by the way, <laughs> A lot of people are watchers but this guy is the og watcher as far as i'm concerned i
3: mean yeah it's like the movie peeping tom from like 1960 and then this like there's there's no other parallel to draw
2: there's so many times in this movie where i thought you know if i was angela i'd just be like you know what kyle watch my dick
3: literally literally i mean i i have a theory that we'll sort of get into with Um, hardcore examples but i have a theory that this movie was actually written by an artificial intelligence program um it comes up a lot there's a lot of like really easily preventable plot twists a lot of like things that human beings like wouldn't be in a situation if they had acted a little differently um right but yeah i think these are all the products of like a really sort of mad screenwriting robot
2: so, this robot is named Todd Samovitz. Todd mm-hmm. Samovitz is him. And he's written four movies. Um, One of which Wonder- is
3: actually like kind of a major movie
2: Wonderland.
3: Yes. I saw that movie on IFC when I was like 13 and like was so jazzed about it.
2: Val Kilmer, Lisa Kudrow, Kate Bosworth. I actually Kate think Bosworth. that was. Once- that movie was a moment. I love that. Out of those names, you're like Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth
3: I, is it. Malls. She is it. It.
2: I loved Blue Crush.
3: Did you see When a Date with Tad Hamilton?
2: Yes, but so like so long ago. That came out when I first moved to LA. I think. Yeah, that's.
3: I mean, it's a deep cut, but I just watched it like two weeks ago with my friends, and it. I mean, it does not stand the test of time, but kind of a major cast, kind of a major movie. Everybody should go watch that ASAP.
2: Do you feel like that would? That's what it would be like if um, some you started dating someone from Blackpink.
3: Ooh, I think okay. Ooh, that is such a good question. Like, Thank okay, Doctor Phil, I see you. I
2: know. Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that may have been an insult. But, no,
2: um... <laughs> I, no, I love Doctor Phil. Honestly, I do love. And wags's favorite show was Doctor Phil. My whole DVR is Doctor Phil because Wags could watch, you know, the same episode three, four times in a row. And you, Wags be and I, seem to have
3: a lot in common. Honestly, Doctor okay. Phil is is a real one. He's toxic and problematic, just like blinks but he's a real one. Anyway, <laughs> I do not think that movie would closely mirror my experience dating a black, pink girlie just because I would have to learn Korean or right. the girl of my choice. If I got a choice, it would be Kim Jisoo and she would have to learn English like there would be a big language barrier. But then right. in the movie, uh, Josh Tumel's t- Tad Hamilton goes from L.A. to West Virginia to like keep hanging out with this girl. So those are worlds apart. So maybe it would be actually pretty similar. Yeah,
2: I think so. Um, So wait, so from my understanding, just because I've tried to like watch from a distance, politely afraid to enter into a world like, Mm -hmm. you know, as an Arianator, the worst name for a fandom ever as an Arianator, (laughs) I am not welcomed by the other Arianators. I am too old. They think I do not get it. I Mm. do not have Ariana as my Twitter photo so therefore you know I'm sort of not really welcomed into the discourse and so the last place I try to show up is in a Twitter conversation um, (laughs) asking questions to K-pop stands. but from what I've seen in interviews a lot of them speak English almost Mm -hmm. as I think it is like their first language or they speak with perfect American accents is that is that common where there's like Ameri- uh, korean american stars that like go to korea and join these groups
3: mm. i mean i will say i it's not very common most k-pop groups and k-pop solo artists are like korean born and bred they speak korean they probably speak other like asian languages or european languages and a lot of them, like a lot of people learn english outside Every, of america you know, second languages are really common so
1: like <laughs> yeah
3: a lot of them do know english but they do speak with accents but blackpink was like specifically constructed for Western markets. And so uh, one of the girlies was like born and raised in Australia. And so she speaks English fluently with an Australian accent. Um, Another one did boarding school in New Zealand for like six years. So she speaks English really fluently, but with like a little Kiwi accent. And then funnily enough, one of our girlies is Thai. She's like one of the only like K-pop stars that's not Korean. She's from Thailand and she speaks Remarkably good English
2: is there tension in in the fan base about that?
3: I have not seen any tension about that specifically no, I think I think a lot of this fan base is probably in Europe and America just because they're being pushed really hard in our markets. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't see a lot of pushback there. I, I mean, nothing would surprise me at this point, having been on Twitter since two thousand nine. I'm not surprised anymore. (laughs) Like if there's someone spewing hate about any given thing at any moment. So probably.
2: Yeah. Cause I've heard in like the, within the K-pop, like we have our own problems with our own American pop stars and the Mm -hmm. way people pit people against each other. But I have heard in K-pop in particular, like there's a lot of like colorism and a lot of Mm. like, step not to step in shit with the k-pop stands because all i'm doing is pointing out that like there's problems to any sort of fandom and any yeah. sort of stuff within this is purely everything.
3: anthropological everything you're saying Thank is just you. like a study of culture
2: i'm just trying to get to know it so i'm not trying to step in shit in any way but um yeah this is so interesting i do know that they just dropped a song with selena gomez and i'm oh sure that song was probably inspired by this movie. I'm sure that's where we will wind up at the end of this journey, because that's mm-hmm. typically where I end up. Yeah. But no. What did you, are you a, a selenator?
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually, this is like, so I'm, I'm going to say some shocking stuff. I was a really big fan of Selena's 2013 album stars dance. Um, I'm not going to age myself, but I was a little younger in 2013 and into a lot more specifically teen pop. Um, And then she came back with Revival in like 2015 or 2016, and I was a fan. I thought it was overplayed, but that was cute. Um, Since then, I've been a bit of a hater. I have to to own up to my shit. I've said a lot of bad stuff about Selena Gomez. But let me tell you, Ice Cream dropped, and I started watching her HBO Max cooking show. So, I might be a sel- What are they called? Selenator. A selenator. <laughs> I might be a Selenator now. I don't ever want to say that again, Aider? but.
2: Ader? Can we lose Ader from literally. all sorts of fandom names? It's like literally the ugliest thing. Orionator, Selenator. Like, and then what, Rihanna's like... got
3: like the Navy. And it's like. Right. <laughs> and-
2: ariana used to call her fans little elephants like i i'll be a little elephant like little that's elephant. adorable yes it's <laughs> a symbol of wisdom you know like yeah. and we are wise to stan ariana so like but yes that's very interesting what you say about miss Cell. because i one did not know that she had a cooking show that's news oh, to me my
3: god can i tell you about it yeah It is called Selena Plus Chef. It's like a cooking in quarantine show. I'm sure we're only getting one season and I'm a little mad about it. But um, she like Skypes with famous chefs from around the world that are cooking from their home. And they like teach her how to cook in her gorgeous newly renovated kitchen. It is like the most beautiful kitchen I've ever seen. And she's so cute and charming. And like, I'm learning so much about Lupus from her.
2: I've always enjoyed her to an extent, although I do know some of the problems that you speak of Mm -hmm. um, some of the things you may have commented on not to project anything, but I kind of feel like after what she went through with Bieber, which no matter what Mm. side of the aisle you fall on, that was Mm -hmm. an ordeal. Okay.
3: And it was a years long ordeal at that.
2: Yeah. And by the way, like, any, everyone knows once you've had multiple breakups within a relationship, like that's no fun to be in. So I think we can that's all not, agree.
3: That's not an all time love. If you're breaking yeah. up and making up, it's just not.
2: No matter who who did what to what, I think we can both agree that they've been through some stuff together and mm-hmm. it's better that they're apart now, you oh, know?
3: Absolutely. And Selena, so, there was one episode on the show where she gets a little FaceTime from... A quote, cute boy. So there might be something new on the horizon there.
2: Oh, oh, really? We get a little PR tease of a cute boy.
3: Just the tiniest PR tease, but it's in there. I think it's like episode four.
2: I love um, being older and knowing <laughs> how much stuff is planned out. That, like, as a as a teenager, I would have been like, "Oh my god! Like, what does this mean?"
3: Exactly. And now you would have knowing. Been blank.
2: Yeah, now knowing every little fucking thing is so planned out that you couldn't even fathom it. Oh uh, my god, yeah. so comforting. It really is. (laughs) Um, Oh, can I also
3: just say, just like a quick cue, are you familiar at all with my Twitter, Abby?
2: (laughs) You do not have to be. Your Twitter what?
3: My, like, profile picture on Twitter.
2: Um... Remind me of your Twitter again. I know I follow you, but I have to look it up because I I have a weird system with Twitter where I absolutely I Um, don't want to talk about it. (laughs) The
3: handle is at rich underscore moneybags with a z, but I'm also called Linda Cardellini Stan account. Might be easier to search that.
2: Um. No. I I know. I have you. Hold on. Rich underscore money bags. Yes. And then I look at your thing. Oh my God. Okay. So it's a, (laughs) it's a beautiful drawing of Ariana. Um,
3: It's a a fan art piece, right? It's like, mm -hmm. it has some cultural capital. It's a really crudely drawn portrait of Ariana Grande that I just find so much joy in every time I look at it.
2: I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say they did a wonderful job on the eyes,
3: hmm and the hair the
2: rest yeah the rest is you know that's a developing artist for sure mm-hmm. she has a meaty neck
3: oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean it's certainly it's stylized right it's, it's a not... little
2: phallic if i'm gonna be honest with you mm-hmm. if you like cut the ponytail off i feel like i'm looking at a dick
3: i mean but don't you kind of get that every time you look at ariana grande
2: well, I mean, <laughs> that, I feel that's the energy she exudes, is that of, you know, just power, um, yeah. for sure. Massive the patriarchy is coming yeah. for me. When I look at her, I just think of the patriarchy, you know, coming for me. But listen, do you want to <laughs> know? So this movie starts, and right away, I'm Ooh. horny, because guess Why? Why? Mar Vista. Okay, Girl, what did I, I write mean,
3: first line? Mar Vista, baby, all caps. It's
2: exact, literally <laughs> exact same. This is like for me. I know I'm about to tune in. This is like my version of the Disney logo. Like you know, Tinker yes. Tinkerbell yes. dusting some on the castle. I just really feel something for it. So. We go, we start out in 1997 in what looks like Atlantic City or something. Are we given
3: a title card for that date? Because I have a note. (laughs) I have a note like the second title card really caught me off guard because I did not know we were in the past. No, it does
2: say 1997. (laughs) And the reason why it shocked me a little bit was because I was immediately trying to figure out just as someone who was born in the eighties, when I mm-hmm. see nineties numbers pop up, I'm like, okay. Now that I'm older, that was a far time away. Yeah. And is this talking about someone who was like conceived that night, or is this Ooh. before any kids were born? Or because, uh, like, you, I know from the poster that these people are probably like in their late twenties or thirties, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and it only gets more mysterious because we get a little mm. who done it. We get a little who done it with this, and I <laughs> love that. So and this, we get a
3: man whose name is Richard. Which I mean, representation is always wonderful.
2: Yeah, did you feel seen?
3: I did feel seen, especially because, uh, like in college, when I would introduce myself as Richard, everybody would always say either that's my dad's name or that's my uncle's name or like that's my dad's business partner's name. I've I've been compared to a lot of older men named Richard. So it, it was actually kind of comforting.
2: You know what I always get, right? What do you got? That's my dog's name.
1: Oh, And my God.
2: I love it because, like, first of all, it's a huge ordeal at the vet always because mom <laughs> will go Molly and I'm like, yep and then i realize it's for a dog named molly and it's that is like, how says molly so many-
3: and you and two dogs like perk up
2: excuse it, me it's 100% and i'm also looking for a treat like it's <laughs> when, every time it happens and the worst is when i go to someone's house and i'm like oh what's your dog's name and they're being like shy about it oh because i'm not ashamed of having a dog's name like if mm-hmm. i was going to if i was going to share a name with any creature I would hope it's a dog like a lovely Labrador named Molly. Like I'm like, girl, we are the same. Like, you know, (laughs) the, we, we run to the same name when called. So I, I, I love it, but okay. So Richard, this kind of like mob boss seeming guy is -hmm. on the phone in his hotel room and he's barking orders at someone. And he says, uh, I'll do
3: whatever it takes to develop this property. Push back harder.
2: It felt a little bit of like a Donald Trump moment. I'm not going to lie. When I hear property from a guy who seems belligerent, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, Trump in the house. So um, while all this is happening, this woman comes up to him and she's younger. She's sexy. She hands him a drink. Mm, She's in Uh, a silky
3: robe. She's feeling herself.
2: And so he hangs up and we find out he was talking to his lawyer and they're like, oh, let's just like put this aside. So they're like, you know, sort of smooching on each other. And mm-hmm. she's like, you're about to spill your drink. So he takes a big sip of his drink. It's like a a shot, I guess. A shot then- of like lemonade.
3: It's the weirdest looking liquid in the world.
2: It does look weird. To me, it looks like that, like when you're drinking a super expensive whiskey and you sort of only nurse it by the shot. Sure. Yeah. So then she takes her drink down and it's like, you know, that's again to my theory, like adding that it might be some sort of really strong, like scotch whiskey brandy or something. It looks like a drink you're not supposed to gulp. Yeah. Yeah. They start smooching and it's starting to get intimate and she tells him to stop. She's like Richard, stop. And so he, he turns around
3: something behind him. Yeah.
2: She sees and so they they someone is in the room with them. And they're like, "Hold on. No, don't do it." But then we hear a gunshot and, and it fades cut to the title to black.
3: Title card. It that was a beautiful beautiful cinematic moment.
2: I know, I was scared. I was like, what am I in for? And it turns out not a whole lot. Not um, a lot. <laughs> it's not too much, but this is a fun movie because it's, as I said to Richard, this is a perfect off-season movie like mm-hmm. I wouldn't if I picked this for a in-season episode and I fucking called someone out to the Pasadena work to come talk to me for three hours mm. I literally would feel so bad if this was the movie because there's not too much to parse yeah. but we are going to work our way through it there's I will somehow
3: say, an hour and a half of plot in like what could have been a 30 minute student film Like,
2: y- yes yeah 100% and so well we'll get in oh god there's so much we're gonna shit on the lifetime movie club app and the lifetime Mm. movie club website later on but let's keep pushing forward to present day um it looks like we're in sunny los angeles or at the very least socal and um it's a sunny day we see two women are in a boardroom let's play this clip 120 to 320 so, what I was
4: thinking was that we could- Stop. I haven't started yet, Ms. Romero. Every firm I ever fired, I fired because they never lived up to the presentation. We do things differently here. I've heard that line before, too.
1: If I'm going to share the wealth, you're going to have to sell me something new.
4: I will always listen and understand your financial goals and aspirations. Now, let's not dwell on the past, and let's focus on your future, Miss Romero.
1: Hmm.
0: Well done, signing Eva Romero. I expect you to be at the partners' meeting tomorrow. Congratulations. <laughs> Go home. Celebrate with Michael.
5: doesn't matter what state I'm in. Every opposing counsel in this case are
0: jerks.
4: No class and class action suits, right?
0: Oh, that's a partner texting.
4: It better not be the one that looks like Selma Hayek.
0: Uh, Penelope Cruz. Oh, and I, mean, I got to do deposition prep all night again.
4: <sighs> I guess that means we can't celebrate with FaceTime sex.
0: Celebrate what?
4: I made partner.
0: Great, congratulations. Maybe some of your luck will rub off on me.
4: It wasn't luck, Michael. I didn't mean it like that, Angel. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just fried from this case. I.
0: Um, I'm really happy for you. Really. Thanks. Um. I gotta go. We'll, uh, we'll celebrate later, okay?
2: I miss you. Miss you too. Okay, first of all, I have to oh. say, Angela looks so much like Diablo Cody. Who is a like a real life friend? So like I feel like I know her face well. This uh-huh. looks so much like her that it's kind of freaky. Like especially in this first like angle of her in the conversation with Michael, the way she mm. smiles—it looks literally exactly like her. It's it's kind of spooky. This actress is, I thought, pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. her.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have I have notes for her as we go as we get along. Um, she she's giving me sort of um in kind of a brilliant way she's giving me like pageant girl turned actor sort of right technique. Um, right it's a lot of dry cry it's a lot of like smiles that turn into something else um but yeah i mean her work is impressive i gotta say this movie would be worse for the wear without her
2: She does have a nice little resume looking here. And I'm seeing a lot of soaps as well. Very soapy,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, that may be responsible for some of the acting choices. Mm -hmm. Now, Miss Romero, can we talk about her?
3: We should talk about Miss Romero. We should talk about her eye makeup. We should talk about her size and her eye rolls. There's a lot to be said about Miss Romero.
2: So, this is my thing with Miss Romero, okay, obviously, she's been through some bad stuff with other accountants, and mm, she's been you know through it all it's tough to be a single woman with what seems like an impossible amount of wealth because impossible. i mean they're really they're really fighting for her amongst some of the other portfolios they have, like she's mm-hmm. a big fish and You know, I just felt that the way that she dealt with Angela it at the very beginning, you know, she seemed like a hurt person. And part of me really wants her to have an advocate that Mm -hmm. can help her through some of these, you know, financial things that she's so concerned about. She's vulnerable. She's worried about taking it being taken advantage of again. Mm -hmm. She's been hurt. And I will say that Angela... Well, very pleasant for me. If I was coming at this situation as Miss Romero, that wouldn't have done it for me. That wouldn't have no, sealed it.
3: Absolutely not. And that is that this is the moment where I realized like why I have trouble with lifetime movies. It's really because so much happens in the first five minutes. And this is a perfect right. example of like, they are cramming so much exposition into this. And Miss Romero is very important, but they have to get this done in like five lines or less. So we have to have this like huge, like monumental change from her being like, I'm impossible to please to immediately her being like, there's something different about you in like 25 seconds.
2: You know, and by the way, like I don't want to take that away from Angela. Like I'm sure she is an incredibly talented accountant. And maybe that's just my judgment of things. Like, you know, I would hate to like, you know, I just, I don't want to take that out on her, but I will say that that scene was really concerning for me. And also <laughs> mostly Miss Romero, because I just felt like she seemed very alone in this world. And like, you know, who could she possibly bring in to advocate for her, knowing that they have her best interests at heart? I mean, Absolutely. it's really a difficult position to be in. Um, I mean, but- we'll see
3: later that uh, like a home decorator has done her wrong as well. Like, we eventually get to see Ms. Romero's house, and those black leather couches are unforgivable.
2: She gets taken advantage of left and right, 100%. In every
3: aspect of her life.
2: So Michael, Angela's boyfriend, does not seem very supportive. And Mm -hmm. we are set up to dislike him pretty much right away. Which I take Um, issue
3: with, personally. Um, You know, Michael, at the start, is, you know, he's kind of aloof. We'll get to know Michael a little bit more. I wish this wasn't my first impression of him.
2: Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make us see Michael through a bad lens because that's what they need for a narrative purpose. But mm-hmm. Michael, the spirit that does live out there in the real world, um, that's not representative of his character. So Absolutely not. She's at work taking some Aleve, a bottle that I know well. Aleve is my <laughs> go-to for cramps and anything of that nature. But then with a headache, I take Advil. So mm. I don't know what uh, the rest of America uses a leave for, but for me, that is 100. percent That um, she answers a call from I love an I love an inter office call. She answers a oh, call from too. her boss Don, um, who wants her to come to the conference room for a VIP meet and greet.
3: A VIP meet and greet. I like that's some that's some like terms that we use like meeting the cast in theater. I did not know that other people refer to things as meet and greets.
2: That's a package you buy with your your concert ticket. that's like a VIP
3: package.
2: Yeah, 100%. It's not, (laughs) it's definitely not a new client, but there's this like, you know, charming sort of handsome, lifetime handsome man there. Um, Mm -hmm. His name is Kyle and he went to college with Angela. His name is
3: Kyle, but I refer to him in my notes almost exclusively by the actor's name, which has to be said. I mean, this guy's name is Tilky Jones. And His name just is brilliant.
1: Tilky Jones.
3: T i l k y. people. Tilky.
2: So whenever people are going off about celebrity baby names, just remember <laughs> there was someone who was not meant to be a celebrity named Tilky Jones. Exactly right. We're going to have to look into that, I guess, the origins of that name if, if possible at some point. Mm-hmm. So right away, we kind of get this feeling that like, oh, these two have some sort of history, but it's not really clear how or when but basically, no, there's
3: not a lot coming through the eyes from either of these actors
2: no so it turns out that kyle's manager is friends with don and kyle told him that there's only one person that can make him an apex client and it's our girl angela um and she, you know, she's like, Oh wow, okay. You know, she can't believe how strange it is to see each other. We find out that he's a photographer now. He's doing mm-hmm. great. And oh, he, he is didn't a, mean...
3: like world famous photographer.
2: Uh-huh. He's like a um like an Ansel Adams, except Ooh, for, yeah. you know, like he has like a real a real fucking career. So He's
3: like he's a helmet like, Lang, but without any of the style. We'll see his exactly. photos later.
2: Exactly. So he says he didn't mean, you know, for any of this to be awkward, but they should just think of this whole thing as business between friends. His last Mm -hmm. financial manager was really scummy and he just needs someone he can trust. Um, and now he's moving back to LA. So working together shouldn't be a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is like, by the way, like your financial manager, your wealth management people never need to be in the same city as you. No.
3: Oh, absolutely. this is a job that can be done via email, via Dropbox and via telephone exclusively.
2: Exactly. And he's acting like, like, oh, no, I'm hiring a gardener. Like, don't worry, my lawn is going to be in this city. Like, yeah. you don't need. But whatever. Go off, Kyle. So. Um, <laughs> Angela's best friend is cyber stalking him a bit later at her apartment. Lori. Okay. And- Lori,
3: Lori, Lori. She I like her. I like her a lot. She's a Leo. I can look past that. She's a hero. She's the hero of this stuff. She's a Leo. You can tell when you meet a Leo.
2: Okay. Okay. I would have even said like Scorpio.
3: See, I I think she's a bit too performative to be a Scorpio. Just the okay. way she like theatrically winks at people and like she she's walking around like there's a spotlight on her which is why i clocked leo immediately
2: i will say she does have a big dick and i could yeah. feel that for sure so um you know angela's throwing some like Taco Bell sauce packets at her or something. I couldn't <laughs> really pick up on what that was, but like some condiment is being thrown at her because she has the balls to Google this guy. And I do like that Angela is as dumb as me, where like mm-hmm. it literally wouldn't, I would be grossed out slash it wouldn't occur to me to Google. And the thought of Googling is insane. Yeah, but it turns no, out-
3: that's like a big thing in pop culture. Like everybody's always Googling everyone. I don't think I've ever Googled anybody but myself. Like yeah. as, in terms of people I know, ever
2: I don't Google myself anymore because like I, I'm a sensitive little bitch and I'm terrified mm. of like even sometimes the nice things that people write are like yeah. I'm like that secretly hurts my feelings somehow and I'm not <laughs> sure why, um, but please do do go uh, give this podcast a five star rating um, oh, in iTunes and leave a nice um, little review, an honest right, review. You don't have to get too campy, like for my sake. But um she um, you know, she's shocked to find out that, you know, Angela's never Googled him before. And Angela's like, Well, I moved on from the relationship. And she's like, Well, I'm actually Facebook friends with him. And, you know, looking at these pictures, she goes, he's been around. He's like got this very sort of stereotypical douche. Like you probably would not swipe on Tinder if you saw him. There's one picture where he's like shirtless and he ate something blue. So he's sticking his blue tongue out. Yeah,
3: it's a lot of weird. It's like a poolside picture or something. I wrote, this guy looks like he's going to mansplain your job to you and then act confused when you like think you know more about your job than he does. Like This Dude, is not somebody you want to be around.
2: This man mansplains Angela's most personal writing star. Yeah.
3: He mansplains everything about her mind, body, and spirit to her.
2: <laughs> so she notices that he has a quote on his page, and it's the E.E. E. Cummings quote one's not half two they are two halves of one ee cummings and she's like that's my favorite ee cummings quote
3: and that's like like the banner on his facebook page that's like a featured post right up top
2: which is insane like i if i saw that i wouldn't even i'd be like this is someone faking human emotion
3: oh yeah this is a russian fucking bot like this is not a real person (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's, maybe, that's maybe why the ai that wrote this did not know exactly. Now i'm you know soft-headed and i have not re- i don't recall reading ee e. cummings anytime recently oh. C- certainly not like in school years it's just i school is mostly blacked out for me mm-hmm. what's the word on the street like is that like a is that like a hunter s thompson type where it's like oh you don't want that to be your favorite author or is it? much more mild i mean it's sort of uh, ee
3: cummings i was really into ee cummings when i was like really into tumblr in like 11th grade like it's sort of that crap it's it's like a very aesthetic thing to like because they're all very short uh weirdly formatted poems with no capitalization and no punctuation so it's like perfect for like a like a tattoo like right next to your anchor tattoo or like to put it on your facebook and like a cute little graphic
2: Okay, right. so like once you say someone is a Tumblr favorite as a mm-hmm. writer, I'm like, okay, I got it. I totally yeah. know. Clock. And by the way, yeah. I know I'm familiar with him simply because he's from Cambridge, Massachusetts. That's where my grandparents were from, and I probably Ooh. grew up hearing about that all the time, and I don't remember. Um but yeah, so Michael calls Angela in the morning and um, she's like, am I picking you up tomorrow at the airport still? But he says, no, he has to stay longer to do his depositions. And mm-hmm. he says, listen, it's short term pain, long term game. So like, I wrote
3: that down. That is a that is a choice quote from this film.
2: And honestly, probably the attitude you would need to have as like a defense lawyer.
3: Exactly right. Exactly you know? right so is this when she says there's nothing classy about class action is that this phone call or was that the last one
2: i think it was i think it was the last one
3: (laughs) that that line It's a little ridiculous another ai line
2: it's yeah that's these are stories we tell ourselves you know Mm -hmm. um so she tells him that Kyle Miller moved back to town and that he's an Apex client now. And he's like, well, I don't care what you did back then. I just care about what we have now. Mm-hmm. Plus, be, you know, you'll be you you'll know, be getting in, uh, into some of his trust funds. So now we know Kyle, while he is a world famous photographer on his own, his main chunk of money is from being a rich kid.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about the world of photography, really. But my understanding is that you don't get famous in photography unless you come from money. Like that seems very much like an... In- like like an art that success breeds success
2: Totally it's like um fashion
3: Exactly right you're like a legacy it's just like a it's a series of dynasties that are running the photography game in my mind I don't know if that's right or not
2: <laughs> No it's I mean it it probably there's probably some breakout stars but I would say most people before there was Project Runway there was just a lot of people like making drag costumes in their basement mm-hmm. like just yeah. wishing someone would notice them Absolutely so, um, Angela orders a large coffee at the coffee shop, which appears instantly. like Instantly. It, <laughs> out this <of> is nowhere.
3: <laughs> I wrote, well, here's, well, we'll get there, but here's Tilky at the world's fastest and freest coffee shop. She doesn't pay, she doesn't blink. It's just right there in her hand.
2: Yeah, she, it's, this was um, Jetson style, yeah. this coffee shop. So, of course, Kyle is outside and he's like, come join me. So she comes and sits down with him, and he says that, oh, you, God, remember this was our spot? And apparently it used to be an old, like, greasy spoon diner where they would go after college. Which, and, by the way, uh, is
3: greasy spoon, like, a thing that – is that, like, a, a phrase that people know about? I had never heard that before I watched this movie.
2: Yeah, a greasy spoon is, like, you know, um, it's like a diner that's just sort of – like, you know, quick, fast breakfast food and like mm. a greasy spoon sort of refers to just like the dank atmosphere in a oh. old school deli. Okay. Or yeah. Like- I
3: have I have a spot like that in next to Washington Square Park here in New York. I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, there's greasy spoons everywhere. Like, I, New Jersey is one giant greasy spoon, I feel.
1: <laughs>
2: so, oh. um, you know, he's like, I can't believe you're in the business world. And basically, he's like, this is everything, you know, without saying so much, he's kind of like, this is everything you didn't want to be. Like, you're yeah. supposed to be the next great American novelist. And and without she,
3: saying as much, he says, I'm going to spill a bunch of exposition in three lines. Good luck right. to her.
2: <laughs> right. And so... You know, she, this happens to a lot of people and I think this is totally normal. And like, I think she's come to terms with it. I'm sure most people in this position come to terms with it, but Mm -hmm. she got a job with Apex out of school because obviously writing doesn't pay off the bat. Mm -hmm. And then she's like working the desk there. They wind up sending her to get her master's degree. Which like,
3: girl, I would give up on my artistic dreams if somebody's paying for my master's.
2: Yeah, she just like fell into this line of work and happens to be really good at it, um, which should be enough for most people. Like you can mm-hmm. always chase your dreams in your free time, but there's nothing wrong with feeling like you need to have a steady, stable day job. Oh, absolutely uh,
3: not. And she's totally fine with that. Miss Angela is totally happy being partner at this wealth management firm. And like she is a normal human being and realizes that girl art does not pay. Like if you want money and you don't come from money, you got to chase the money.
2: And Angela's also very much like gets her first novel published at 50 to me. Like, I think she has a fat, you know, IRA. I think she has fat investments Mm -hmm. and she could probably totally retire early and go write her great American novel on the porch of her second home. Oh yeah. Um, And you know,
3: she knows half the fricking publishing game in Los Angeles.
2: Of course. She's very well connected. Um so he watches her walk away and he writes something down in his notebook with a red pen. And his there's tiny a tiny
3: little like matchbook sized notebook.
2: There's a lot of small notebooks in this movie. I mm. don't know if you noticed, but it seems like every time someone's writing on paper, it's like disproportionately it's sized yeah. to what like what you would assume would require a lot of paper. Mm-hmm. Um But so she goes swimming, she has her swimming regimen that she she does. (laughs) It doesn't seem to be super scheduled, but something that she enjoys often. And she's doing some laps. I wrote, okay,
3: she's a swimmer. So that's gonna be important later. Because it's literally just like three shots of her getting into the pool, swimming, getting out of the pool.
2: And by the way, like, as someone who swam so much in my younger years, I have to say it was killing me that she didn't put her hair in a ponytail. Cause laps mm. with like hair in your face, there's nothing worse. You're Impossible. just like, you're trying to brush wet hair out of your eyes in water. Come yeah. on, it's science, baby. So and then that because
3: I have her clocked as a Virgo. So she should definitely be prepared with her hair in a ponytail.
2: You think she's a Virgo?
3: I wrote Gemini or Virgo, but I think later on, I think she's full Virgo.
2: I do, do I do agree with Virgo. I agree with Virgo because I feel like she is um, full of like precise movement, mm-hmm. but also to the extent that she may not realize the amount of mistakes she's making. Yeah, to- she's, so,
3: she's so sure she's got it all figured out. She's just making moves randomly in wrong directions left and right.
2: Right. She's putting bows on things too early. Exactly. So that night she goes to dinner with Lori. We're gonna hear that, but then we're also going to hear her meeting with Kyle the next day. So this clip is ten oh two to thirteen twelve. Do you think Michael's
4: having an affair? I guess I would be the
5: expert in that department. No, Laurie, I am not judging you for your past relationships. I know, I know. Um, I think Michael is more seduced by success. Besides, he knows that if he cheated on you, I'd kick his ass. That's true. (laughs) I have a question for you. Shoot. What does Kyle think about you being with Michael? So,
4: Kyle, I am recommending some significant tactical tilts in your portfolio so that we can take advantage
0: of short-term discrepancies in the market. Wow. Listen to you. What? You just don't sound like the English major I once knew. (laughs) Do you ever write anymore For fun? (laughs) No. You ever think about it?
4: Uh, it's just not really where my mind is. I have clients to think about. I also think that we should go modest overweight to high yields because they're attractive right now.
0: Is that what they are? Yes. How attractive can a yield be?
4: Barring a recession and low oil prices vary.
0: Oh, Wait, look at that hot yield over there. Check that out. <laughs> Kyle. What's the status here?
4: See, now this is exactly why I couldn't study with you in school.
0: Well, I can focus when I have to. Answer the question.
4: Michael is my boyfriend.
0: That wasn't too hard now, was it? How'd you two meet?
4: At a bar. It was a karaoke night,
0: actually. Oh, he must have loved your voice, huh?
4: (laughs) I only sing decently in the shower.
0: That's true. Kyle. Couldn't resist. (laughs) So what does Michael do? He is a lawyer
4: at a class action firm. He travels a lot. So what about you? You have anybody special?
0: No, no, no. I haven't been anywhere long enough to really commit to anything other than work, you know? Yeah. But that's why I'm moving back here. I'm gonna settle down and plant my roots. Excuse me.
4: Okay, just wrapping up. Sorry, I have another client.
0: Oh, that that's okay. Look, let's just keep this simple and uh, make sure that I get a decent single digit return and preserve principle. Do whatever you want.
4: You're in good hands.
0: I know. Oh, I have a gallery exhibit on Saturday night. Lori's coming too. You should bring Michael. I'll text you the details, all right?
4: You work fast for just moving back.
2: Eh. demand (laughs) okay
3: girl (laughs) like six eye rolls in a row in one scene
2: dude like i can imagine when i was like 23 being intrigued by what a dick he is but it's like he read the game three times Mm -hmm. in a row but has like a cognitive issue of some sort and like doesn't realize that he doesn't need to be going aggressive on her the way that he would at a martini bar with a stranger
3: sure sure and like i i don't i don't have any issues with these actors i don't think they're offensive i don't think they're bad but in this scene i wrote where's the director did the director show up right. to set that day? Like what's happening here? Tilky it is, a direction is all
2: over issue. the place. It is a direction issue because like he's given such piece of shit lines that mm-hmm. could be maybe dialed back, but he comes across like Ben Affleck and Gili or something in this. Yeah. Like he's really just like aggressive, fuck you energy.
3: And at this point, we're supposed to think like, oh, there was a rough breakup, but like he's charming, he's fun, he's sweet, like We're not supposed to be thinking like, I need to get away from this dude before he spikes my drink.
2: Right. I mean, I guess there is sort of as a, like a woman, I feel like I've come to learn that guys that act like this, there's always an element of danger with them because Mm -hmm. they don't, they're not really listening to what you're saying. Mm -mm. So that for, for me, like, but I don't know. I mean, also I'm just thinking about what a prick this guy sounds like in college. Like, Everyone's oh. trying to study for the exam. I'm kind of wondering, because he doesn't seem particularly bright. I'm kind of wondering how he got through college.
3: Well, girl, it's the money. The library's named right, after his exactly.
2: father. Ex- well, there we go. Exactly. So from this, we, you know, we're jamming to some jams. We get a nice little lifetime, sort of like going out at night jam. The music in this <laughs> was not bad to me.
3: It wasn't bad. There were a couple of There were a couple of sort of copycat songs that I couldn't quite clock who they were copying, but like they sounded familiar. So there's something going on there, but like the like incidental music wasn't bad, wasn't offensive.
2: So Angela's getting ready for her night out with Michael on FaceTime and she's, you know, talking about, should I wear black? Should I wear red? Um, She tells him that Kyle invited her to his exhibit that night and that he was also invited. But, you know, Michael's like, you know, saying, well, the firm needs some new headshots next Mm -hmm. month. So maybe he could do them. And she's like, Kyle's an A-list photographer, honey. So we're still over here thinking that Michael's sort of like a doofus who doesn't really get it. and then that night at the gallery, um, they're telling Kyle, Laurie and, um, and Angela are looking at the art and they're, you know, very impressed with what they're seeing. This and he's fucking
3: like, art. Oh my God.
2: So how would you describe it?
3: I would describe it as like, like somebody went to like a college sports practice and got a lot of really weirdly composed action shots where like it's, It's like a tilted three quarters of a torso and bottom third of a face. And it's all in black and white. It's all just, I don't know. Maybe someone likes it.
2: It feels like if aliens sold um, picture frames that that's what the pre-placed photo would be. If they're like, what would a human like?
3: Yeah, it's like, look, humanity, we know what that is. That's exactly right.
2: So um, he's like, hey, Lori, go talk to that guy over there. I gave him the elevator pitch, and he's interested. And she's like, Kyle, I only do elevators on the second date.
1: Big um, wink.
3: Big wink right. as she walks off.
2: You're right. She's a Leo. Like, even just in the <laughs> beginning of that last scene that we saw her in, where she's like, oh, you're bringing up my relationship history. And mm-hmm. then she's like, no, I'm not. And then she's like, no, I know. Here's an." the way that she like makes it about her also makes her friend like put up her guard afraid that (laughs) she's offended um just for sport so um
3: leo energy
2: (laughs) yeah so you know of course angela's like mike you know she's like kyle your work is arresting um and then she doesn't really have the words but um it's so different than what he did in college what made him change his style and then before he can answer that his agent comes over who's another great like one and done type character and she's like mary (laughs) She's like sorry to interrupt okay um we have to make sure this show sells out and there's some really interested buyers over there so he's like don't leave okay And then she goes ahead and takes this so incredibly literally like (laughs) a little like time lapse sort of moment where it's like, as we do each new cut, she's standing more and more alone.
3: (laughs) And this like dystopian gallery with like, it's all brick. There's red light coming through the windows. Like, I don't know where we are. There's this staircase with a bunch of drinks on it and like some lights. It's like so confusing.
2: It looks like one of those sort of underground dominatrix places that sometimes they'll go do interviews in where they're like, we're in downtown LA. You'll never guess where we are. And then you like walk into (laughs) some empty warehouse and it's some guy getting like strapped to a wall. That's exactly what it looks like. It's in some like downtown type place. I guess Lori went home with this man, you know, elevator. Yeah, Yeah. She's ready to fuck. So She decides to stay in
3: this time lapse. We eventually see that she is the only bitch left. It's just her.
2: Yeah. She's, she really, again, she, Kyle said, don't move. And she said, sure. So, um, she, he comes out of nowhere. Finally, he's like, Oh God, the show sold out, but that's just more money for my wealth management person to move around. Uh Um, and she says, you know, your art looks like snapshots of people's lives and dreams. And he says that he likes to get really close to his models right away. He's been working on that since freshman year. Um, But then, you know,
3: the whole time she's just like giggling and being all demure. And I'm like, girl, you have a super successful man who's super hot and Swedish looking already. Like, what is the deal here?
2: Right. And. You know, based off of what we've seen so far, I feel like the average Lifetime viewer will be like, oh, she's not getting anything at home, so she has to turn away from that. But, I mean, really, when we see how absolutely poor, like, just the poor judgment that went into Mm -hmm. this on Angela's Mm -hmm. end. It's unbelievable. So, you know, he says that, you know, people are more likely to show themselves when they feel close to the photographer. And um, he's like, that's kind of what you did in your writing, you know, being out of touch with you was so rough. And she's like, yeah, but I was just, you know, doing what you said. So, we're sort of led to believe that they had a bad breakup, and he Mm -hmm. was like, leave me alone, don't talk to me. And then she went ahead and
1: we're
3: led to believe a lot about the relationship and none of it is solidified. We never have a serious answer about what happened to them. I don't think.
2: Exactly. Like, did he walk on, like walk in on her, like fucking one of his roommates. Like I'm Mm -hmm. dying to know. So, um, he drops her off at her place after the show. And she's like, you know, he says beautiful house. And she's like, well, you should be investing in some real estate too, by the way. And he's like, oh, I actually already did. So then she goes inside. Um, and she uh, goes to go get a glass of wine, but she decides to give him a call instead. and she says that she thought she was going to be tired, but actually she's not tired. Maybe she should come see his real estate investment. Uh, well, this
3: is also the moment, right, where she declines. Um, doesn't she decline Michael's call and then call Kyle? Or did I yeah,
2: that yeah. She does decline Michael's she's call, like, which
3: I'm being a messy bitch right now. Gotta go.
2: The nerve though like these are these are children's games that she's playing mm-hmm. um and so i'm surprised when we get to his place how far she takes the i'm coming to look at your real estate investment bit Yeah,
3: this is like the first of 10 minutes of like real estate talk as foreplay it's so confusing
2: so this clip is We're gonna play 2117 to 2315, which we're not gonna play what follows this, which is literally probably (laughs) eight combined minutes of absolute (laughs) silence. Um, So let's play this clip, 2117 to 2315.
0: Sorry. So I'll work out of here once I get the studio set up.
4: That's good, it's another business write-off.
0: So this gets the Apex Wealth Management seal of approval? Definitely. All right. <laughs> Are you okay?
4: I'm fine. Uh, I never got a chance to tell you that, how much Hurting you upset me.
0: Don't feel guilty. Forget about that. I was to blame, too. Listen to this. It's because of you that I drop fragments of my emotions wherever I walk. That everywhere I go, and no matter where I am, I feel like it'll always be a part of us.
4: See, you're the one who has the way with the words.
0: <laughs> Those are your words from one of your stories.
4: I can't believe you remember all that.
0: I remember everything about you. I think about us, how good it was.
2: tell me to stop and i will. Don't stop. All right. Whew, okay. Hot and steamy. I'm just I'm going to re I'm going to recite something that you wrote sophomore year of college to you a <laughs> grown woman. I mean, how, in my mind this woman's like 32 years old Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was still pretty much a big bimbo at 32, but like, this is just unbelievable bimbo behavior.
3: Unbelievable. Me. I mean, first of all, it's not even good writing. She should remember that because it's so bad that she should cringe. Like, it, like she should have the decency to cringe that she had wrote those words for I the record.
2: Also, yeah. I also am like, was she a stoner in college? Because that does Mm. seem like something a stoner would write. Like, I drop pieces of you everywhere I go.
3: uh, Everywhere I go, no matter where I am, I feel like it'll always be a part of us. It's just like such basic bullshit. And like, she seems impressed by it.
2: (laughs) She's like, oh my God, you're away with words. I mean... (laughs) she's regressed i feel like that's all that's all i take from that so then we see just like the longest fucking montage of the two of them their silhouettes in like the moonlight
3: 80s erotic thriller like silhouetted sex scene it is so baffling why it is in this movie
2: and then in the morning she wakes up in an empty bed and she gets out of bed covering herself with the sheet which like i have to say i've never done like i'm the kind of person ever
3: done that in real life
2: no like if if i slept with you and i felt comfortable enough sleeping with you i'm fucking walking around your house naked like I literally at that point like i'm just like hey what's up
3: (laughs) If I'm not walking around your house naked, then I'm just going to like put on my own clothes. Like they're not gone. He hasn't incinerated them. Why do you have to drag his bed sheet all the way through the house?
2: I know, like a king size fitted bed sheet. Like
3: that's so ridiculous.
2: Also, like I feel like they had sex for fifteen hours based mm-hmm. on how long that scene was. And so yeah. I'm like, oh my god, are you still drunk? Like what's going on? So then where's she there, t-
3: where's the leave that morning?
2: Right, right. So then she takes a shower in his luxurious shower, and um, they are just really killing time. In this Mm -hmm. scene. Um, Here's another
3: issue. If you're showing up at a straight man's place, right? I don't uh think it's uncommon to shower the next morning, but I don't think you're going to be washing your hair. So why the fuck does she immediately put her hair under the stream of water? Like he does not have separate shampoo and conditioner. What are you doing here?
2: I feel like Kyle might have separate shampoo and conditioner, but she also has bad hair behavior. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm, like in general the pool and the shower Ooh, girl she breaks the Cinematic parallels that genius you're a genius
2: so um he it turns out when she gets out of the shower the steam dissipates and there's kyle standing behind her in the mirror but it's not (laughs) scary
3: it's a lot of steam too and it dissipates immediately snap of a finger
2: Well, I thought she was getting comfortable and like fully like went to the steam room next based on how steamy it was. I was like, girl, like what's next? Are you going to go in the hot sauna? Like what's going on? (laughs) So He said he went out to get some breakfast for them. So she goes downstairs and like he's like, oh, it's just like the breakfast we had that summer in Paris, minus the cat that kept jumping on the table. And right Mm. away, I'm like seeing these two rich college kids having a brunch that I could have never afforded, mm-hmm. but in Paris and with a wild like
3: loud fucking Americans. Like, you know that everybody <laughs> oh, wow. at that restaurant was eyeing the shit out of them.
2: Absolutely. Even like if they were in a, on a pro like a private countryside, like, you know, the housekeepers mm-hmm. were like, I cannot wait till these American teenagers get the fuck out of here. Literally. Poor- I would
3: take any other person before an American.
2: So, um, you know, she tells him that this is complicated and he's like, oh, because I'm a client and he, she's like, well, yeah, that but then also and he's like, oh, your boyfriend. Well, you know, he's like, I don't see a conflict of interest of you handling my money. And as far as Michael's concerned, and he kind of looks at her like Michael can, you know, get the yeah, fuck he's out like, of here. Michael's
3: already packing his bags in my mind.
2: So she's like, you know what? I need time to think. And he says, That's fine. Take time to think, but not too long. Okay. I've never stopped loving you, you know? So she and walks out of the house. Notably,
3: notably silent to that
2: line. Yeah. And at this point, you're not sure if she knows she's made a mistake or not. But the breakfast was very jarring. Like that. Oh was yeah. <laughs> a flashback that she did not need or want. Absolutely. Um, so then we see him go into his bedroom and he picks up a little GoPro. We had propped somewhere because just dis- like that. He's disgusting.
3: Yeah. Because he's a disgusting whore. I mean, y'all we're watching a lifetime movie. He's going to do some reprehensible shit, but already at this point, I'm like, this does not surprise me. You are the worst person.
2: So she goes home and she starts washing her clothes. Um, and then kyle is at his house watching (laughs) replaying the two of them having sex the night before so now we're like fuck he's got just to confirm it he's got hard video of the sex tape so he's got it
3: in 1080p he's got that in ultra high def 4k you can see the whole thing
2: so um the next day she has some flowers waiting at her desk with a note with that E. Cummings quote in it. And Ugh. underneath that, I still believe that with Kyle's signature. So then Don comes in and he's like, Oh, I saw those flowers come in this morning. And clearly Michael's got the whole bells and whistles thing down. Um, and I'm like, Oh, Don, you are so naive. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, literally, did nobody look at this note? I feel like anytime I've had a coworker get flowers, I'm in their business.
2: Right. No, totally. Because it's such a display to bring flowers exactly. to the office. Um, but then, you know, Don tells her that they have to structure the NBA buy-in opportunity for the Hoffer family. So of course, of course. There, there we go. And it's I know noticed- more
3: computer generated, like in the, quote unquote industry talk. Like we have to believe that these people actually work in wealth management.
2: Totally, and the lifetime of it all is that the lifetime movie club captions were the NBA BUYIN apostrophe like oh, by yeah
3: no space I clocked that too.
2: <laughs> I was like Don wouldn't talk like that.
3: No, absolutely um, not.
2: So she checks her voicemail, and there is a voicemail from Michael. So it turns out today is her anniversary. So the Michael, anniversary of
3: the day they met.
2: At a karaoke bar, you know, just... Which is kind of fun.
3: Like, that's actually really sexy and fun. I would love to meet somebody at a karaoke night.
2: I feel like that's the way a lot of, like, mild professionals meet their special someone in New York. Like... Oh, yeah. I personally hate karaoke, but I understand that that's a bonding point for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing with karaoke... Richard, if, if you ever see me with a karaoke mic in my hand, it means I need to go home.
1: Yeah, it I, yeah. It means
2: that the next day is going to be very hard for me. And if you care about me as a friend, you will never let me sing karaoke because of what it will do. Yeah. To my psyche um after I leave, it'll pop up in dreams for years. Um I would say... You know, I've never was never taught to be a confident singer. I think I sort of missed that day. Um, Mm, I would love to find out. I've always wanted to go to like a vocal coach and have them just like touch one spot on my lower back and have like Mariah Carey's voice comes out of me because I feel like that's what happened. When they, yes, when they, like, sort of adjust you while you're singing, people's voices become, like, crazy. And I'm like, maybe I just hold my body wrong. I mean, I was hit by a car and didn't go to a doctor. Like, mm. maybe I can sing beautifully. I just never reached my full potential.
3: Okay, can I potentially dig up some some buried trauma? And you can tell me if, if we should get off this subject. But okay. what is your go-to karaoke song?
2: Um... Well, I mean, the easiest one that I've always done is shoop because I have that in my back pocket, head to toe, top, you know, top to bottom. I can do shoop in my sleep. Absolutely. Um,
3: Me with tainted love. I get it.
2: But also, I would say Islands in the Stream.
3: Ooh, okay. If I'm going to do a
2: duet, I like a little Islands in the Stream.
3: Mm, I never do duets. I don't like to share the stage
2: what what's your song <laughs> uh
3: the one i do probably most often is tainted love just because it gets crowds going and it's like kind of exhausting but everybody loves it um, are
2: you good at belting
3: i'm okay i have a horrible voice but i sort of didn't have to learn confident singing i i think i guess i was just born with it because i right. legitimately just like sing everywhere i go and like nobody wants to hear it and i recognize that but you know it's my life so I'm going to do what I want, but also,
2: So okay. Do you song... cringe? Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead.
3: Uh, a song that I've always wanted to do, but no karaoke bar has it is feeling myself.
2: Oh, Beyonce,
3: Beyonce and Nikki. Nobody has yeah. that song.
2: Yeah. I, that's a mistake. They should have that. Cause that's a great song.
3: I can do the Uh, whole I can do all four rap verses and I do not say the n-word. Like I've trained myself that's out of there. So like I would be so good at that.
2: Have you seen Claudia Conway on TikTok rapping to sped up versions of like songs with the N-word in it so that she can not say it and show how easy it is to not say?
3: Literally the only Claudia Conway content I've seen, I feel like, was like It may have been when she went live and was talking about, like, the abuse she faces at home. I feel like the only image I have is her crying on TikTok.
2: Yeah, she, well, she, you know, Claudia now, it's hard for her to get off her beat, right? Because everyone wants her to be talking about what's going on at home. But at the same time, she is a teenager. So at one, one moment, she's incredibly upset with her parents. And then the next moment, she's watching you know a music video on her friend's phone and of like course, just fucking what is she around. like 15 she's 15
3: yeah so like that's not tiktok we love tiktok we love I it i
2: really do i, I re- guys by the way i have an account on instagram where i keep all my tiktoks called horny for bitcoin it's like <laughs> horny number 4 bitcoin and that's oh. where i keep all of like my favorite rare finds and then also some just like absolute classics some bangers and i often go back and rewatch them and it is a freak show over there on horny oh for my bitcoin God. but the name suggests that and so i feel like i can have free artistic license to do whatever i want with that account that's a
3: fucking lootly you have free artistic license to do whatever the fuck you want with any of your accounts malls
2: thank you honey i appreciate that um <laughs> but <laughs> i was gonna say do you cringe when people earnestly sing in front of you because I, I i like can't handle people really trying mm-hmm. you know what i mean you know, It depends It depends
3: on how visibly drunk they are because generally people don't sing at me or around me unless I'm like seeing a musical or in a karaoke bar. And so if somebody's like 10 sheets to the wind, like about to get in the cab and go home, but they just have to sing their Whitney Houston before they go, I am going to be the number one fan in the audience. Like I'm a big hype man. But like, if it's somebody who's like, like a uh, like an aspiring musical theater actor, and like they're just up there to flex, and like they're not as good as they think they are. I'm like, no, get off the stage. You're getting nothing but bad bad vibes from me,
2: yeah, karaoke is not meant for professional singers, and if no. you are a professional singer and don't know that, like no no one in your life is being honest with you.
1: absolutely, um, but
2: you like karaoke is something it. that
3: like should be fun no matter what your skill level is. So for the most part, if somebody's just there to have a good time, I am on board. Like I'm ready to party with you.
2: That's such a sweet attitude. Um, <laughs> so, you know, then she, you know, Michael leaves her this voice note about how the karaoke bar was the best night of his life. And so she cries at her desk knowing that she's just a, you know, kind of a bad person. She she's just a horrible on
3: person, it. especially in that moment. Like a Virgo's going to beat themselves up. So she's got a couple of rough days ahead of her.
2: So then she goes home to swim it out in the pool, and then <laughs> decides to meet up with Kyle at a bar to tell him the truth. So the scene is thirty ten to thirty one forty.
4: I've been thinking about things, and um, I think the other night was just old feelings.
0: You know, it was more than that. Come on.
4: It was a nice trip down memory lane. Are you serious? You said that you're okay with us having a different kind of future. I want us to be friends. I wanna keep working for you as your world's manager, but that's all it can be. Okay. I'm glad you see it that way too. So, uh, let's try this again. <laughs> to a new us.
0: You know what? I got a lot of deadlines I need to catch up on. I'm gonna call it a night.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Another time.
4: I'm... I'm glad we figured this out.
0: Sure
2: I'll call you soon. Yeah Okay so wow. wow here's the thing with romantic relationships, right when you or any sort of human relationship when the saturation is all the way up on something, mm-hmm. It's very difficult to take back some color or take back some saturation and expect things to go back to normal. Absolutely. Nearly impossible. There is no such thing as like going from having a crazy, like reuniting one night stand to now we're just going to have this professional relationship. That's a mistake mm-hmm. I made a lot in my younger years was thinking you could tell a guy like, but just friends. Okay. And that they'd be able to handle that. Like a guy like this can, he cannot handle this change. This change men can't unexpected. handle anything.
3: No, Straight men cannot handle that. Just end the sentence there.
2: They can't have nice things for sure. And mm-hmm. so but she, you know, also I put this on her. I'm like, you know what? You're willfully ignorant at this point. Yeah. So yeah. she drives home that night. I don't know like how this worked. Cause she went from the pool to then drinks to now back to the office where she Literally. had flowers and, um, she drives the flowers home. And right before she goes inside, she throws them out in the, in the green bin for mm-hmm. landscaping. Um, And Kyle's watching, of course, from his car because he's spying on her and he doesn't like this one bit. Mm -mm, But then mm -mm. she gets home and Michael is like, I want to play this scene with Michael. It's a a longer moment, but michael's passed out at the kitchen counter it reminds me so much of like when i was just like a sober high school nerd and like i would babysit for families and i would like genuinely pass out of exhaustion when they would be yeah. out past like eleven thirty. like my body yeah. would just be like i'm 17 i'm sleeping <laughs> so-
3: <laughs> don't you remember being a teenager and just being able to fall asleep at the drop of a hat wasn't that oh, just
2: so the nicest tired. I mean, I still think I'm growing sometimes because of the way I sleep. Like sometimes I I sleep so hard that I'll be like, God, I must have grown an inch last night. I Um,
3: I love waking up after those sleeps when you're like, did I die? Like what's going on?
2: I say now that it's, you know, and I'm realizing now this is a normal human schedule. But like five nights a week, I bank like six hours a night. And I can power through. I'm a little bit groggy. But then there's like mm-hmm. two nights a week where I sleep for literally 10 to 12 hours. Like I Oof. sleep like a fucking bear. And that it's like best. collecting all of those little hours that I miss throughout the week. And I wake up so refreshed, so rejuvenated. But you know I have this cat now, right?
3: Mmm. A cat. I love a cat. I didn't know that you got a cat.
2: I got or you a, have cat. a cat. Early on into quarantine, um, who's eleven years old his name Bring is Blue. The big boy Big boy yeah, I do know it, this
3: cat. I love this cat.
2: This cat sits on my chest and the last couple nights I've slept with this hoodie on that like right before bed I've like zipped up this hoodie. I have learned I can't sleep in this hoodie because he likes to eat the zipper when it's <laughs> time for me to wake up. He just starts chewing on the zipper and
3: like teeth on metal.
2: Yeah. He likes to put oh his teeth on metal and he doesn't and he doesn't like chew hard. I think it's just like delicate biting. Um, but then the other day he couldn't get me up. And you know, if he doesn't eat for eight hours, you know, he's starving to death.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I've starved him. He's never eaten, um, mostly spent most of his life very hungry and very sad mm-hmm. in his mind. Yeah. And so um he bit my hand gingerly. Ooh but it was a it was a time to wake up lady like oh, you know wow. i i purred on you for a while that didn't work now i'm going to do a little ginger like a little bite does he me. never
3: wake you up with just like digging his claws into your chest i feel like anytime i've woken up with a cat in the bed like trying to get my attention it's meeting me with its claws like right on my chest
2: i, I wake did up and i'm like up- i
3: love starting the day with some blood thank you
2: what's it called a phylum f- a or whatever that that little s- groove between your lip and your nose
3: i don't is that called a philum?
2: Philum or some philium i don't know what the fuck it's called i tried to look it up the other day because i woke up with a cut on my <laughs> oh my god was
1: cat- it from this cat
2: the cat had tried to give me a hug while I was sleeping and he sort of like reached up his little paw to like wrap his paw around my neck. Cause he likes mm-hmm. to do that. He likes to lay prone with me and then wrap his paw around my neck, like a little hug. And I think he misfired because oh. I kind of remembered it happening during the night, but I didn't think it left a mark and it just left a tiny little mark. It's gone now, but, okay. Uh, yeah we're still getting to know each other's bodies um <laughs>
3: absolutely. and by the way, it's called a philtrum I just philtrum
2: it up. okay, philtrum, thank you. So um, we're gonna hear thirty two thirty five Michael passed out on the counter to um thirty five fifty nine
3: go Michael
2: Michael
1: hey hey
4: I thought you were gonna be later.
1: I feel bad so I caught an earlier flight. And uh fever apparently. Oh.
4: I'm burning up. Mm. Let's get you into bed.
1: I appreciate the offer, but would you believe me if I told you I had a headache?
4: (laughs) Come on, let's get you upstairs.
0: Yeah, I know it's real short notice, but one of my models didn't show, and I need a replacement right now, if you can. Yeah, I'll send you over a picture of the look. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Can I get you anything before we start?
5: I'm good, thanks. So, what did you have in mind?
0: You know my work. Relax, you'll dig it. So, you believe in soulmates? Yeah, totally. Found yours yet?
5: No, but I keep looking.
0: Perfect.
5: Have you found your soulmate?
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're lucky. am. I want you to read every word of that letter. That's it? That's it.
5: <clears throat> February 14, 2004. Dear Kyle, happy Valentine's Day, sexy.
0: You stopped.
5: Isn't this personal?
0: What did I ask you to do?
5: Read every word of this letter.
0: And what the hell is unclear about that? Nothing. Go on, please.
5: I say the words, I love you, so much that I wonder sometimes if you take for granted the feeling that is behind them. Or maybe there's nothing I can say that can express my feelings for you. Just know, Kyle, that you've touched a place in my heart and made me come alive. Love, Angela. She's
0: the one?
5: She's the one. You want me to read it again?
0: No.
5: Oh, Mr. Miller, you pay my agency and then they pay me my fee.
0: Oh, it's just a little bonus. Well,
5: thank you so much, but for what?
0: letting
2: me call you
3: angela okay girl okay can i just say two things about this fucking scene please (laughs) okay first of all there's nothing i hate more this is just part of my like neurotic like my collection of neuroses But I cannot, like, I crawl out of my skin with discomfort whenever I'm watching a scene from a movie or TV show where a woman, just like, there's the potential that a sexual assault could happen. Yeah. I'm just like, I can't handle it. So that scene was hard. But secondly, can you imagine anything worse than having to read aloud a love letter between two college kids, like, to the (laughs) recipient? That that sounds like the worst possible thing you could do to me is make me read that letter.
2: So it's it's tough because one, I would say like this is the model when you call at like 1230 p.m. And you're like, oh, my model builds. Can you send me a new model? Like mm-hmm. this woman is very pretty. She is not what I would think um someone who would be signed to a modeling agent, maybe a sure. commercial, like a commercial agency for like the Sears catalog or something. Cause she's like yeah. catalog pretty, right? Yeah. Um, but I was almost like, girl, like you know your job. Like just read this letter. Like don't make it personal. Just You know, I've seen America's Next Top Model. Sometimes you show up and they're going to make you do something unconventional or perhaps uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Mm -hmm. she might have made it uncomfortable by pointing out the personal nature of the letter. Because as far as she knew, Michael wrote that himself. And this is just something to evoke a mood. So I would have I would have been focused personally on trying to not make it personal.
3: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the fact of the matter is like, let's address the elephant in the room. The fashion world and the music world are both sort of built on this like platform of like wielding power over these young people that are like considered the talent. So like you've signed up for a modeling agency. You've been called to a house late at night where this photographer lives. Like absolutely do the job that's being handed to you and and try to get it done and get out. You know what I mean?
2: Right. And I've always thought of like off duty model as wearing a simple tank top and some jeans. But for some oh, reason that's what Tyra
3: wants us to believe for sure.
2: She shows up in a sweetheart neck, strapless um mm-hmm. champagne <laughs> number. Mm-hmm that is so not i mean it's so early 2000s but like not back yet that it was such yeah. a confusing choice for 2018 for this girl to show up in kind of like a little like you know she looks a little vagacy like she's got some yeah. interesting makeup and hair choices for a photo shoot i mean it really does make you feel like what it seems like it is which is that this modeling agency uses their models as call girls or something um and i mean this
3: girl i did sort of clock this girl as like and this is not a read at all i'm this may come out ruder than i intend it but i don't mean it to be rude she's like the girl that's like the daughter of like the like the director of photography or something on the set. You know what I mean? Like she's right. around and they're like, do you want to do a little cameo in this movie? You'll play a model. Just bring your own clothes, do your own makeup. That's the vibe I'm getting from this girl.
2: And she did a good job for what she was, what she was given and what she was supposed to be. Like you got a lot of shame from her. You got a lot oh, of, yeah. um, you know, am I supposed to be here? Like, I I feel like she was, um, she was good at what she did in this movie. I was surprised Mm -hmm. that she stayed around for as much as she did, because we see her quite a bit throughout this movie. For, you know, someone that we assume is he's hiring her for the night. Um, Mm -hmm. But can we also point out that she does not look like Angela at all?
3: At all like Angela. And also, like, to your previous point, what tier of contract is this girl on that she's in three separate scenes with, like, a line in each of them.
2: She's probably, I mean, she's, they probably couldn't h- find other Angelas that they could mm. hire to do. An Other under girls five. that don't
3: look like Angela. Yeah, that's that's a hard market to shop for. And
2: gr- girls who don't look like, <laughs> girls who look less like Angela than this chick. So yeah. um, Michael's sick in bed n- the next day, and Angela makes everyone's favorite joke when you're sick, which is like, where do you want me to put the thermometer? Um, mm-hmm.
3: and which he, I also clocked out as like, is she, is she low key trying to introduce pegging to this relationship?
2: Because that would bring introduce. me so much joy. I introduce, I think that there's some established pegging happening oh, here. Oh,
3: okay. I Love think, yeah,
2: that. I think she will uh, strap, strap up for him. So he says his trip was good and productive, but he really missed her. I and mean, it turns out his fever has gone down. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, us lawyers, we bounce back fast. Um, and she's like, just call me if you need anything today. Um, and he's like, yeah, this, you know, this last trip, it taught me. If anything, it taught me that I have everything. So we're sort of starting oh to God. see a little Michael redemption arc already. I
3: Can I just tell you from the second FaceTime call, I was in love with Michael. I fell hard really quickly. So this redemption arc makes me so happy. Like even in just, what are we like, 30 minutes into this movie? I'm already so team Michael. Like the whole time I'm just thinking Michael has to win this.
2: Michael does have like daddy vibes where you feel like he may not be the most obvious choice to have everything together but at the end of the day he does
3: and you know what he is hot enough that it's a great package you know what i mean like he's not the perfect 10 like instagram model guy that i think all of us secretly want to bag but like he is pretty attractive
2: he's no slouch i'll tell you that much
3: Oh, I would love to wake up next to Michael tomorrow, the next day, every day after. Let's party. I
2: hope that happens for you. I hope that you Thank find you. your Michael in quarantine and I'm in that-
3: talks with his agent.
2: And so Angela meets with her big client, um, Mr. Romero, and she tells her that she trusts her to do whatever she wants. So Angela lays out her plans to remain in U.S. banks and increase her presence in the Chinese market, specifically in U.N. dominated bonds. So
3: I said, welcome to the Asian markets queen, because I was so (laughs) happy to see her. And then I got a little like Eastern world moment. And I thought of my K-pop girlies and I was like, Eva, Eva is it like Eva is my queen.
2: She should absolutely invest in K-pop.
3: Girl, she could start a K-pop label. I don't think it's hard considering the labels that are going up in Korea. Like she could. Oh, she would put together the weirdest girl group and they would sell.
2: So they don't like it when we talk about this. I know this, but the the K-pop stands, but the, the K-pop kids are very overworked.
3: Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't that like
2: their thing that they're known for?
3: Their schedules are crazy. And, and like Blackpink has like this really, I mean, it's fascinating. Blackpink has this quote unquote reality series on YouTube. That's supposed to like quote unquote document their everyday lives so they can get closer to blinks. But it's like this, like super, super curated down to every detail series of like, follow the K-pop girlies to a photo shoot. And then we're going to go go-kart racing. And then we're going to do like pottery. And then we're going to film a music video. And in every video, they start referencing their schedule at some point. And just the little tidbits you get is like, when do these girls sleep? And like, what is the mailing address? Like, how do they get mail?
2: Right. Like the YouTube series is like an excuse for them to maybe have a life. Like exactly. they're like you'll get to live a little bit if we market this series where you do ceramics one day.
3: Exactly.
2: Oh, God. So frustrating. So it turns out, guess who's there? Mr. Kyle. Um, Mm. And she introduces him to Ava Romero. And she's like, oh, I think I recognize you. It's a very, you know, older woman, slightly younger man. She Mm -hmm. right away is like, let me buy one of your pieces. So after she leaves, Angela's like, you know, listen, Kyle, you got to call me before you just come in here. I'm available to you as a wealth manager and a friend. But that's it. Which is like a
3: totally, totally great boundary. Like, A plus to her on this specific move. Like, that's a normal person thing to ask. She, she like sucked it up and asked the question, and he's so disrespectful.
2: But to that point, he was inside of her two nights ago. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) true. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. not it, that's, and, for a normal person, yes, but for a straight man, I would say that that's a confusing boundary for him yeah, nice because they're dogs, so they're so entitled. They're yes, they're very they're like, "But wait, what?" like and it's like, "No, we amended that." And yeah. it's like, "No, but what about that before that?" Like they they don't get it. So, um he tries to take her to lunch and she's like, "Listen, I have a lunch, but schedule something with me and we'll talk soon." So, yeah. Michael and Angela are drinking wine in the hot tub that night and he's much better. Yeah. And they're sort of like, you know, playing around, it's getting romantic. And next thing you know, he is like, I want to spend my life with you. He pulls out a ring. He kneels Mm -hmm. down on the floor of the hot tub.
3: (laughs) He's like lips deep in water like, marry me.
2: (laughs) And that's how you know he has money because he took a loose diamond ring into that. (laughs) And like that thing would be. a fat (laughs) ring too. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like drinking and I would be like, that thing would be like in the the place that the leaves go if that was me drinking (laughs) in a hot tub. I find a way
3: to accidentally like stick it in the jet or something. Like I Fuck up the whole thing.
2: Maybe he has a belly button ring we don't know about and <gasps> the ring was like t- attached to it somehow. Or maybe the ring
3: doubles as a belly button ring, like they share it.
1: <laughs> I <think> that, <laughs> I sheep, that's right?
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's what happens. Like when they go to Burning Man, he wears it as mm-hmm. a belly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they go and out with life, clients,
3: she wears it. Yeah.
2: You t- you know these two are going to Burning Man at 35.
3: I don't know if these two even fucking know what Burning Man is. They seem disconnected from reality in most ways. (laughs) They're not human beings, but if you say it, I believe it. Let's just say that.
2: I could see Lori roping them into it. And being like, Ooh. I have these amazing experiences. You guys gotta go. And then they turn into like some Burning Man freaks because they have yeah. an orgy.
3: And they're like the weird ones that like aren't doing ketamine, but like they're still having a great time. It's like nobody really knows where they fit into the social structure, but they're there to party.
2: I never understand sober people at music festivals but i appreciate it so much like at bonnaroo i always noticed that they had an aa tent and -hmm. like a lot of bigger festivals you go to they will have an aa tent because obviously it's a challenging environment if you're trying to be sober but it's also like of course of course if a sober person is going to go enjoy a music festival yeah and that
3: is like the sweetest thing i've ever heard i've never even thought about the concept of an AA tent at a music festival. That is so kind and beautiful. I think
2: they even have them at the gathering of the juggalos. It's like, there's some people <gasps> who are in their sobriety and they have like mini little AA type meetups where you can okay. get together.
3: Education moment. Yeah. It's called the well, gathering.
2: Ju- well, juggalos like our family first. So of course they're going to support their sober family.
3: Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course.
2: Yeah. So, um, then, um, oh, you know, of course, oh, no, we see someone is watching this proposal through the bushes. Guess through who? Through the fucking
3: it, slatted fence or whatever. It's our, what is
2: it's our watcher, Kyle. So he's ne-
3: watching.
2: Watching. So the next morning, Michael and Angela are at a coffee shop, um, at the coffee shop, the former greasy spoon. And they want to take their bill. But the waitress says somebody already took care of it. And so, of course, it's Kyle. Now we're going to play this little scene here where Michael and Kyle first meet and have oh, a casual bro off, but not really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you want to just go home Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, can I get the bill, please? Oh, the gentleman over there already took care of it. What's that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: Hey. Hey. You must be Michael. It's great to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Oh, all good things, I hope. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Thank you for paying for the food. Uh, What's the occasion? Oh, it was obvious. Congratulations, lovebirds. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. I don't need to tell you how lucky you are, huh? Uh, We were actually just talking about that. (laughs) You know what? How about I take your engagement photo? As my gift.
2: No. <laughs>
4: Breakfast was enough. That's that's fine, thank you.
0: Oh, I'd love to do it for you, really.
4: <clears throat> no, it's too much.
0: Angela, it's not every day a A-list photographer makes an offer like that.
4: I know, baby, but um Kyle is just a very important client, and
0: I don't want to impose. Listen to the lawyer, Angela. She can be a little stubborn sometimes, right? <laughs> I'll call you.
2: This episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. I've been subscribed to Book of the Month for three months now, and I'm obsessed. If you're a big reader or maybe even a lapsed big reader who's been wanting to get back into it regularly, consider checking it out. Book of the Month, they read like hundreds of books every month from new and emerging authors, and they whittled on the list to just the very best. They provide you a diverse little selection of hardcover fiction to pick from, which is an element of it that I really love. I can find going into the bookstore to be super overwhelming, and when I know I have about a dozen really solid options to choose from, it makes the decision way easier. Plus, it's cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and there's a loyalty program with rewards and even lower prices if you choose to stick around. There's an app where you can pick your upcoming books and track the progress of your reading, and there are challenges on there with rewards. Your book arrives in a super aesthetically pleasing box, by the way. That's the kind of touch that I always really appreciate. Personally, I read at my own pace. Sometimes I can only get to one of my two books a month, and I keep the ones I haven't read yet on my windowsill right next to my bed so I can just see them all there. It inspires me to pick one up and read. It's nice to have options in front of you. If you're interested in trying it out, you can get your first book for $5 with code PASTEL at bookofthemonth.com. That's code PASTEL at
5: bookofthemonth.com. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals?
2: Okay. Uh, you know, uh, Michael does not like hearing other people's thoughts on what Angela could be. Never, and
3: never, never.
2: You kind of just, that's, you kind of don't do that. You kind of don't tell a man to his face who his fiance is.
3: Yeah. Especially because we know there's ex energy here. We know there's passionate relationship in the past. Michael doesn't know how recently in the past, um, but, yeah, and also just, like, can I just say first, second, and third of all, listen to women. Like, there are three separate moments in that conversation where she clearly says no. Right. And neither of these men is picking up on the fact that she's really uncomfortable with that situation.
2: Yeah, no, if anything, Michael's like, yeah, I see your big dick and I raise you one. Exactly. And I'm like, Come Michael. To my house yeah i am
3: on your side but you gotta not do this
2: yeah no so when they get home angela is being really weird and michael's like what's wrong and she's like oh i think i just had the flu that you gave me um and she says that you know kyle hasn't changed it all he's exactly who he's always been and he can be a bit much sometimes um and you know sometimes she feels like she tells him that he doesn't know her. He doesn't know him the way that she does. So mm-hmm. again, another good thing to point out that like, she has history with this man and she's saying, well,
3: absolutely.
2: I'm telling you to pump the brakes on this. So he's like, well, you know, his parents died as a kid and you know, you can't really over <sighs> underestimate his over eagerness or need to be needed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, go off psychology, like go off psych class. So yeah. You know, she, he's like, oh, you know what? You do feel a little hot. I guess I'm going to have to go do a full examination. So now, what is
3: this whiplash of lawyer to psychologist to like general practitioner that we've got going? <laughs>
2: like, I what know. in the fuck is happening? I guess it's career day at their house.
3: <laughs> but also I do have to say of this scene, I wrote in my notes, this fight is actually well scripted. Like has a human stepped in to write this? Because she has this, she has this power move of he's, They're going back and forth. And she says, why don't you tell me what you think is wrong, Michael? And I'm like, this woman is in charge. Like, that was a moment that I really loved to see.
2: It's almost as if Todd, the computer that wrote this, looked up to Mm -hmm. his computer wife and said, hey, if I said this and this was going on, what would you say back? Like, it seems like it had a little feminine touch, a little intervention from someone who said, this needs to, I don't feel like a woman would really act this way. So and even in
3: AI, women are just better. Like they're, right. just, they're better writers, they're better doctors, they're better everything.
2: So the next day she meets with Lori and she says that it seems like Kyle has been a good guy and a mensch. That's what, like Lori's takes on good things. A good guy
3: he's like, and a mensch. What he's the been fuck a is mensch. that?
2: And I'm like, why? Because he got you laid at his like photography. <laughs> like, what is going on? But um, you know,
3: that's all she cares about, at least at this moment.
2: And well, in the next moment, all she cares about is not the wedding that Angela's planning, but the bachelorette party that she's mm. planning. And of course, there's the classic conversation where it's like, how many strippers can I get? And it's like, no strippers. And then it's like yeah. one stripper. And then she's like, we're going to do a spa day. And <laughs>
3: That's maybe, the worst kind of friend. Like, that's the friend you don't even want to go to the wedding after that.
2: Who says spa day?
3: Now, nah, who's just like, no, I just want to do something small. It's like, girl, we got a party, which is why I love Lori saying, like, specifically, like, you know, studies show that it's not for the bride. It's for the bride's friends. I was like, Lori is speaking the truth.
2: It, she is speaking the truth. The only time I would say I agree that the, you know, over top over the top night of debauchery should be like kind of cute is if like the bachelor or bachelorette has had a horrific history of of bad sexual behavior and acting out
3: yeah yeah
2: because then it's like well your whole life (laughs) has sort of been a bachelor party and now we need to like reel it in and like what's wrong with playing cards with your friends and having a few too many Michelob ultras
3: absolutely Uh, oh Michelob ultra the water of beer I love it
2: so um angie's getting ready for her engagement photos and michael tells her that these photos are going to capture their love and be genuine works of art um, and she's like where are we meeting kyle and he's like oh at our place i invited him here and okay this is- pump
3: the brakes you have not talked to fucking angela about this how
2: Right, like you and Kyle have been on a private email, like figuring out what's where going to do that. And also, their house is beautiful, but like you live in Los Angeles, so there's so much natural light. There's so much yeah. beauty. Like, go capture, you know, go take pictures in front of your karaoke bar. Like, do something kitschy. Like, uh, what's with the you know the setup? We're gonna I'm gonna play the scene of the the engagement photos because it's very disturbing and arguably <laughs> important to the film. Um, horrifying. But yeah, it just seems like they're doing it in a poorly lit space in their living room on the couch. Um, and when you know, when Michael tells her that she you know, he's coming over, she's very disturbed. And she's like, yeah. I, I just need a minute. And
3: she has a visible reaction. And that's not the moment that Michael's like, um, maybe I shouldn't do this.
2: Right? Not just because she's not comfortable. But like, Michael aren't you smart enough to be suspicious like I feel you're a like lawyer even, you're a
3: psychologist you're a doctor like come on
2: even the dumbest bitches out there know that the second something feels funny there's probably some sort of infidelity involved and Michael just like,
3: yeah
2: oh I scheduled this so okay <laughs> we're gonna say 44.54 to 47.54
3: love
0: okay getting closer Michael, you're a blinker, man. (laughs) Every time. Angela, give me a real smile, please. All right. Michael, you asked Angela to marry you. Angela, you said yes. Now, I know it was outside, but come on, let's try and relive the moment, all right? Like you mean it. All right, time out. Michael, you gotta loosen up. Relax, man, calm down. Get rid of the jacket. Okay. probably burning up in that thing Uh anyway. You don't mind, do you? If he just loses the coat. He's all tight, huh? It's looking good, guys, we're almost there. Wait, wait, right there. That's the perfect light. Angela, uh, stand next to Michael right there. That's it, Angela. Turn around, right? Michael, put your hands on her waist. Okay, perfect. Now get your face a little closer to her neck. No, no. Um, you guys mind if I demonstrate? We are a shot away from perfect posterity here. Fine, buddy. All right. All you gotta do is look to the viewfinder here.
1: Okay. All right.
0: All right. All right, hands over my hands. There you go. See how the shadows on us right here? Yep. Okay, close your eyes. Please, it'll make the photo. All right. All right, Michael, this is what I'm after. Okay. All right, take the shot. All right, great. Now recreate that with you two. Just,
4: great I, job. I just need a minute.
0: Don't let it take too long, okay? I think we'll just make do with what we have. Michael. I don't just push a button, this is what I do, this is how I work. I appreciate that, but this is not working out for us. Do you think Angela's gonna accept anything less? We're done here. Done. I'll get you what I got thanks for opening up your home michael you did a great job today i'll clean this up in post i'll be in touch with you yeah i'll let myself out
2: how did he know it was in the pool
3: how did he know it was outside did i hear a blink in the mix
2: you did hear a blink in the mix (laughs) I screamed blank as soon as I heard it. But <laughs> actually, I'm not going to lie, it is part of why I picked this clip, because <laughs> your flavor <laughs> was in there. Uh, thank you, queen. <laughs> also, just, like, <laughs> watching how dumb Michael is, like, how literally... Oh, my God. He practically has to be having intercourse with his fiance in front of him. For literally. him to be like, wait a minute, what? Like, she visibly like gets she shudders she gets chilled. She shudders
3: and leaves the room like she says i need to go lie down we find out she's lying down <laughs> but and, also like no go you go on. ahead sorry
2: i was just gonna say what kind of camera is that
3: literally i mean it looks cute and fun I, like i would love for my engagement photos to be taken on some weird like old timey camera but it's also like It doesn't feel right for the occasion at all.
2: Just based off of like what I know about light and film, there wasn't Mm -hmm. even a flash on that camera. And I feel like they would all show up very dark.
3: Oh, yeah. Especially in this house that somehow gets no natural light. But we're like, okay, let's do engagement photos here.
2: It's really bizarre. So, um You know, Michael comes in the room and he's like, you were right. That was a super dumb idea. He says he's sorry. um, And by the time he realized what he was doing, it was already happening. Um, He tells her that he thinks that, you know, he should have someone else run the account. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Michael, I fucking agree. Um, And she says, if anything else happens, she's going to stick her lawyer on him. And he's like, oh, yeah. And can I just say,
3: this whole sequence of events, this is the moment in the movie where I start thinking, okay, what cultural phenomenon inspired the fan fiction that this script is based upon, right? Like,
2: this feels
3: like it was a fanfic first. Uh And I just want to know, like, was it for Twilight? Was it for Harry Potter? Was it for something that's a little bit unexpected? Like, what I want to read the basis fanfic
2: i mean it has to be 50 shades of gray because i mean twilight was born from 50 shades of gray i feel like 50 Mm. shades is the genesis story wait what no 50 shades was fanfic for twilight
3: for twilight yeah
2: oh so i mean maybe there's some twilight in there i don't know i
3: i mean it does feel kind of twilighty
2: i narrowly escaped twilight um as someone who's just not particularly interested in like anything with sci-fi elements and also mm. just the fact that I was a little bit too old and I was like, I feel like the ladies my age who were into this are like perverts. Yeah. Um, like, they didn't have that energy. Yeah. Like, and also when you're 25, like you're so discriminating against age. Like I remember being like, "Ew, 30 year olds, like that's disgusting. Yeah. Like i was so <laughs> Like twenty five is just peak for like having no concept of like how old or young you are. Where I'm like, honey, oh, if you're twenty five, all of the people that you consider relevant already think you're old. Okay, so yep, yeah, just join us in the coffin over here at twenty five. So, um,
3: girl, I did not miss Twilight. I was right in the heat of it as it was happening. I followed it all the way through. It was a
1: dark time in my I-
3: life. Oh, I'm so team Edward. Are you kidding me? Even before Taylor Lautner, like who should never act, was in the mix. I was so team Edward. Like Edward is the only option, really. Jacob's such a doofus little Um, dum-dum.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I honestly don't know. But I do know um, that if you're not Edward, you've got a complex.
3: You got a complex. You got something going
2: on. You're trying to make something happen that really was just maybe a moment in time at best.
3: Ooh, you are so good at finding like really nuanced descriptions of all these like little <laughs> like little parts of life. I'm just this and the saturation comments from before. I'm. You should be at like a public like a motivational speaker.
2: I think I think that is where I'm going. I think uh, everyone is welcome to my seminar. <laughs>
3: well, you have but, the yeah, Richard the- Briggie stamp of approval. Congratulations!
2: So this guy fought, like found me on Raya, which I am not actively on. I just have a Raya account. Like I don't have the app on my phone. Like I don't. I don't date. Like I'm so over. I'm just not interested in it. And I definitely yeah. am not one yeah. of those people that I'm like. I'm in quarantine. Like I'm horny. Like I don't understand that attitude. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like why? Why literally now of all times? I feel like it's the, some of the most unhealthy people that are out there mm-hmm. actively trying to mm-hmm. date that they've been locked in the house. And um, I'll tell you what,
3: it's not earth signs that are out there doing that. Cause we, we know what we want. We have our priorities straight.
2: Exactly. And so this guy like follow, comes over to Raya and follows me on Instagram and sends me a message being like, Hey, like, you know, I saw you on Raya and, um, I I clicked through to your Instagram page. Normally I wouldn't do this, but I'm like, okay. Normally you want to do this. Um, like, <laughs> normally I wouldn't do this, but um, I saw your Instagram page and I was really intrigued. And like my Instagram page, as you guys know, is like a fucking yard sale. It looks like a yard sale. I love
3: your Instagram. <laughs>
2: There's no like cohesiveness. Like it's a lot of like random clips of like Gary from Teen Mom or like I just yep, like yep. random like that. <laughs> and um, so I realized, oh my god. Like, cause I'm a troll. I put public speaker as my profession on my account. And so I messaged him and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like I'm not actually a public speaker.
3: (laughs) Oh girl, you got to take the catfish all the way. Build a narrative.
2: And he was like, oh, and like I could tell he was disappointed. And I'm like, do you really want to date someone who's on their like (laughs) Tony Robbins shit? Like half of these people that come out, No, mine said that I was a motivational speaker. And I was like, do you really want to date a motivational speaker? Like, that's like dating Elizabeth Holmes. Like, are you serious? Okay, but
3: you know who does want to date motivational speakers? People who are chasing money. Literally, Tony Robbins walks around with like four security guards. Like, Mm -hmm. can you imagine?
2: Like how much strange he would get if he didn't? (laughs)
3: can you imagine any of it can you imagine him like any of it it's insane to me that industry
2: follow tony we broke up and then he paid a hundred thousand dollars to follow (sighs) tony robbins around the world no and then like he comes back from his tony robbins thing and he like messages me and i'm like you didn't learn anything like (laughs) 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 you didn't you didn't pick up one sign like while you were fu- like running across fire in Bali. Like, not like you were like, Oh, I got to get back to the US and message Molly McAleer and tell her I figured out my shit. Like, literally,
3: no. your power malls. Can you that is pure power?
2: I was like, You should PayPal Tony Robbins $100,000. Like, at- do send a request, <laughs> Um Oh, so she calls Kyle from her office the next day and he says, You know, oh, I didn't want to rock the boat. I was just being an artist and she's like listen it was a really nice engagement gift but we have to leave it at that and he's like Mm -hmm. oh you know, but i i thought we left it in my bed and he's like you know i'll send you the pictures soon but you should check them before michael does so she goes to check the Mm -hmm. (laughs) photos and i'm thinking okay this is when the sex pics are gonna drop but no no no
3: But also, first of all, this jewel tone striped mock neck she's wearing, if anybody's watching this film, this is the best fashion moment in the whole movie.
2: I liked that as well. I thought the clothing, I thought the wardrobe was pretty good throughout this movie. I thought it was
3: pretty good in this movie, too. Except one time at the beginning, she wears a blazer without lapels. And I just don't understand that fundamentally. So that took me out of the moment. But only for a moment.
2: Yeah, that's a little, that falls into, like, the um, cashmere t shirt lane exactly. where i'm like why do you need a cashmere shell like what what's like
3: why do you want to be hot except on your arms like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense
2: if there's anywhere i want to be hot it's on my arms it's
3: all up and down the arms that's why we have long sleeve hoodies come on
2: um maybe those are just for people with really hairy forearms and yeah being insensitive to the hairy forearm community i don't know you're gonna
3: get a lot of hate on twitter after this <laughs> which by the way welcome back to twitter
2: thank you oh yeah you guys i'm an adult they let me back on this so fucking
3: disgusting cesspool back I to know. it sorry <laughs>
2: so, i'm still thrilled to be back so um <laughs> No more lurking um, Kaler Twitter on my dog's, instru- my dog's <laughs> Twitter account, which is what I did basically. Of course folklore drops and like I'm left with nothing but like my dog's Twitter account and I'm like looking up at like Kaler evidence like Listen. the psycho, like the absolute psychopath that I am. So um, she goes to flip through these photos and they're pretty Ooh. engagement photos mm-hmm. and the final one is of the two of them. But then there's another final slide.
3: Here comes a horror moment.
2: And it's just one that says there's more. But like, (laughs) it looks like if you went into like Instagram, when you're like looking for cute little things for your like swipe up or whatever, you're looking for like a little gif. Yeah. It looks like it was just taken from something like that. Like I really think. blown up
3: to fit like the whole screen.
2: Yes, it looks like stolen clip art. So then Angela tells Michael that, you know, she's going outside for a swim. That night she's at home. She's like, I'm going out for a swim. And he's like, oh, well, I'm drowning in my depot summaries. So, you know, Cute. water. Um, <laughs> so she swims a couple laps and then she like comes out and there's no towel there anymore. And she's like, Michael. Oh, by the way,
3: this is the scene that the whole the whole swimming thing has been leading to this moment. Like, this right. is why her character is a swimmer.
2: Right, exactly. And because they rented a house with a pool. and exactly. like, they, they And a hot that. So she asked him why he took her towel. And he's like, I didn't take your towel. And she's like, well, how did it get on the bed? And she's like in the bedroom talking to herself. It's and she's like, pulled, Michael,
3: red flag, red flag, red flag. Keep going. There are so many red flags here.
2: So she pulls the covers back. Like, this, like, towel's folded up. She pulls it back. And there's... The flowers, the dead flowers that she threw away in the bin like last week. Um, and she goes to pick it up and she pricks her finger on one of the roses and she screams a little bit.
3: Sleeping beauty, we got it.
2: I know. I was like, did he like put something in it? Like there's a necro (laughs) rose. There's
3: a syringe sticking
2: out of it. Yes. Like it was it was such an intense reaction for an adult to have to being pricked by. I mean, I'm getting (laughs) fat scratched in the middle of the night, not even waking up and this exactly big, screaming about a rose so anyway um you know she tries to hide the flowers under the bed and then michael comes in and she's like oh i pricked my thumb on a safety pin grow up um yeah. and she's like can you go get me a band-aid from the kitchen which is like reminds me of kim and kanye um yeah. you know and the and Band-Aid. this is the oh, michael
3: is like unbothered and she's like out of breath, huffing and puffing and not going to tell him that there's a stalker currently in the house.
2: No. And, and the I mean, like the worst part is, is like she's so bad at hiding all of this. Like I at this point with where she's at with her lying, she should have just come home. And like when Michael was passed out at the counter, wake him up and say, Michael, I have to tell you that while you were out of town, there was an indiscretion. I made a mistake because like she, the way she is trying to cover this lie, it's like a, a teenager trying to hide a pack of cigarettes in their room that their mom already found when they were at school.
3: And it's like, I already know that you're a Virgo. So why don't you like suck it up and be an adult right now and take control of this situation?
2: Why don't you manage your, the finances of your relationship, the emotional exactly. finances of your relationship? Girl,
3: if we're going to tie it back, exactly right. Mm-hmm. Your mind, I can't get over it. I can't Come get over on. it. Come on.
2: I mean, this is just what we do here. So um, she shows up the next day to Kyle's place to confront him, Fifty two thirty seven to fifty four twenty four, And we're going to get, Another guest appearance by our little Toronto-based international model.
3: Hey, Queen.
2: We need
0: to talk. I'm afraid you'll need to make an appointment with my assistant.
4: I want you to stop. Stop what? You know what, Kyle? I want you to stay out of my personal life and my house.
0: Okay. Okay. What about my financial life?
4: As long as you can keep it business, I can move forward. But I don't want to go through this again.
0: Moving forward? I want you to put more of my money in a high-yield ETF.
4: Well, I would advise against that.
0: We'll agree to disagree on what a newly minted partner is willing to do to keep a healthy book of business. See, sometimes you have to move backwards to move forward. That's from a writer I once knew. Oh, and unlike your fiance, I don't blink.
5: Kyle, can I use your treasure?
0: Crazy how much you two look alike.
4: I'd like to request that you take over Kyle Miller's account. I no longer feel comfortable working with him. Are you sure? Yes.
0: I know this is not easy, but any inappropriate behavior on his part, and he is done as a client at the end of this conversation...
4: No, it's it's nothing like that. I, I'm just trying to get ahead of this. Look, I, I know that this is a big account, and I don't want the firm to lose him.
0: I don't care about that right now. You are my main concern.
4: Look, you have the relationship with his agent, and I think just as long as he and I are not interacting,
2: he'll be fine.
0: You want me to handle the transition talks?
2: That would be great. Thank you. Okay, so... It Ooh. took this for me to realize, well, one, Kyle's not blank, and we have to talk about that, but...
3: He's not a blank. It, it hurts. Keep going. Sorry.
2: Don, I just had this thing where I realized Don is in, like, some one of the best sections at the 1989 World Tour with his daughters. He knows every word off of Red. Like, Don is a caring daddy. Like, he... Oh,
3: my God, Yes. Exactly the way you right.
2: stepped in, I had chills. I was like, oh my God, to be Don's daughter must be the best thing in the world. Because literally,
3: if this is Don as a boss, imagine, imagine the empathy and compassion
2: he takes home. Yes, he's like, sweetie, if that man is bothering you, we will turn away his $10 million account and we won't we won't talk about it anymore. Don't even worry. we it. have
3: Eva. Remember, we have Eva and the NBA buy-in. We are sitting pretty at Apex.
2: Exactly. And whatever we don't have, we'll get it back because that's how strong you are, Angela. Like, I felt... <laughs> Love that. him. I felt that so much from Don, And I... Okay, so this is where I'm wondering, was, what was Kyle's thing about wanting to have, like, the high, whatever, e- EPAs or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, I don't I don't...
3: I literally... I was just listening to that clip. I was thinking, like, is this supposed to mean something to me? Like, is this a plot point that I'm missing because I don't have a wealth manager? Right. Because then, then what's the audience for this movie? Like, Lifetime, you know your
1: audience.
2: I can never imagine, like, going to my accountant and being like, you know what? Well, <laughs> Because I didn't like what you did on Friday, here on Monday now, I want you to go buy $5,000 in Gap stock. And they're like, Molly, it's not wise to invest (laughs) in retail right now. I mean, we're in a recession. People haven't worked for months. Like, I don't care that the Yeezy collab is coming up. You, I mean, this is just a foolish financial move. And I'm like, well, you know what? Do it anyway. Put $5,000 in the Gap. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So like, what is he trying to do? Is he trying to like decrease the value of his portfolio as a fuck you?
3: Cause yeah. Is this the start of the plot where he's trying to tank her job or is this just something that he's like trying to fuck up her day with this transaction?
2: Well, because then he also says like, oh, sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards. That's from a writer I knew. And I'm like, are you telling me Angela wrote, sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward?
3: <laughs> <laughs> want, that like, is copyrighted material, Malls. You can't say that on the podcast. I know. That belongs to Angela.
2: <laughs> what is her character's last name? Does she even have one?
3: Girl, I don't know. No. Should we IMDb it? <laughs> no, the only one who has the
2: last name in this movie is Kyle Miller. And it's such a boring...
3: Angela. Angela. <laughs> not even Michael has a last name like a weird Swedish. Oh wait, name. no.
2: I think Angela's last name because we hear it at the end. I think her last name is like Tilly or something.
3: Oh, because at the end when so she's weird. pregnant. Yeah. Okay.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we'll get um, there. <laughs> we don't need to know her last name at this point.
2: So um, yeah, right now she's just some unpublished nobody finance queen. So Angela gets <laughs> to her car that night, and of course, oh god, Kyle's waiting for her in the fucking back seat. Uh, this is like best is case like scenario. The, of yeah, it's so
3: cliched. It like I feel like this is something that has happened in every like gender thriller since 1991. Like there's always someone in the back seat of the car. Nobody's ever locking their doors. That's another problem in this movie. There is not a door well, lock. In the whole
2: film, Angela has a history of forgetting to lock her card door that goes so That's far part back. Of
3: her personality,
2: yeah. And Kyle's like, oh, one thing hasn't changed about you. You never <laughs> lock your car door." So um, he's like, "You need to tell me everything, Angela. Does do you tell Michael everything?" And he's mm. like, "I'm fine with Don handling my account now. I just wishes. I just wish you told me yourself." Then again, you Uh were always a bold, heartless bitch when you were taking your insecurities out on other people. Not Um, a Swifty.
3: Not a Swifty. Calling women bitches is not Swifty behavior. I'll tell you that much.
2: Okay. Now, let's get into that because, wow, you just... (laughs) (laughs) Do you really think it was that bitch that upset Taylor so much?
3: Oh, absolutely not. I think... No. I... Mm, is this a controversial take? Am I about to... Am no, I to create I, don't waves? So. I mean,
2: <laughs> I think we've always believed whatever she said. Like, I think Swifties in general believe whatever she says is canon. You have to
3: lie to yourself to a certain degree <laughs> to be a stan of anyone, right?
2: But, like, especially with Taylor Swift, like, in all the sub-communities of her fandom... Like, I would say anyone who is a gayler fan, which
3: <laughs> as Gaylor.
2: a, a gayler fan, like anyone who believes in um, the Taylor Swift gay universe, that's like... Oh, what,
3: Taylor Swift is queer. Okay, I get yeah, it.
2: It's, the, it's that whole thing. If you believe nice. in any of that, which I strongly believe in, like I am a strong... I believed it
3: when she did that mural... When it was the whole, the whole lead up to Lover was Uh Rainbow and then something was dropping on like National Lesbian Day. I was like, ooh, Taylor might come out.
2: But since,
3: I've been, I've been dissuaded.
2: Oh, no. I mean, well, anyone who's dissuading you is literally on the wrong side of history because first (laughs) of all, that, that fucking mural was just the nail in her coffin. That's the one that I show people when they try to like get, start with me about how taylor has not ever been with carly claus i'm like mm. well then how do you explain this literally okay. that
3: that is the moment in my life i saw that picture and i was like maybe she is queer that that image carries a lot of power
2: but i mean so much goes back with taylor and diana agron from glee you must don't know about care. that with Gron. yes oh you don't know don't. about Fifth,
3: I don't. Oh, no. Oh, no. You've just unzipped a whole part of like the 2010s, I guess, that I had locked away in my brain.
2: And then why was Taylor's first fiddle player um, that she was very, very close girlfriends with fired from her tour and they never spoke again?
3: Well, did that girl go on to uh, play fiddle for Katy Perry or something?
2: No, honey. I think that she was blacklisted. I think they. Ooh. they now she's like married to some guy and and whatever. But like, I mean, it's the, the if you want to, if you want to get into the gayler of it all as, as it's known. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so fu- I'm so fucking, okay, my brain is made out of worms. And like, if you
3: ever want to make a gayler podcast and need like a totally, uh like totally ignorant person to teach about gayler, invite me on. Let's party. <laughs>
2: Honestly, this might just have to be a private conversation because I have to say, like, as a woman who identifies straight. Although well, I did tell my friend Christina the other day, I was like, I might be by the end of this. Honestly, I might be pan. Like, Ooh,
3: <laughs> that the is the this, to be sitting in, in. I swear.
2: Because she asked me, she's like, "Are you a demisexual?" And I looked it up because she's always like making fun. <laughs> she's always making fun of me because I'm like so grossed out by everyone, <laughs> oh, and yeah. she's like. She's like, do you think you're demisexual? And I read the definition and I was like, I, th- I thought that that I think that I thought that was normal. Like, yeah. I thought that you really like I've never I've never been I've never met someone. At least I at least fool myself into thinking that I have an emotional connection with them. Yeah, that's the
3: thing been, you can fabricate intimacy, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, a total, total storytelling moment. Yeah. I've never just like met someone out, banged them, been like lose my number and moved on with my life. And I don't know, oh, if, no, yeah. I don't know if that's abnormal, but if that makes me a demisexual, then I guess it makes me a demisexual. Well, I will get in that
3: demisexual that. boat with you, because that sounds great. If I can only if I'm only having sex with people that I feel like a deep emotional connection with, that is my best life. That's what I'm yeah. looking
2: for. Yeah, like, because who wants to feel sad? Literally. And I feel like in, with uh, with certain types of intimacy, there can be a lot of sadness if it there doesn't go away with you. a lot of the
3: time. And there's, like, little micro behaviors that cause sadness. It's, like, such... there's It's such a close, like, physically intimate activity that, like, every little thing carries a lot of weight.
2: Yeah, I remember at the start of a relationship, he was driving me home. Like the day after we had first hooked up Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: I guess I just looked sad. And he was like, why are you, why do you look so sad? What's wrong? And I was like, Oh, like I'm just like prepared for the fact that like, this is the last time we'll ever talk. (laughs) Mm. And he was like, how old
3: were you at this time? That is a, that is a very, um, like level-headed response to that situation that's i was probably like
2: 29
3: girl yes you are a grown-up yes and i was
2: just (laughs) like i don't know i just like i feel like i know how these things go and like we had so much fun leading up to all of this and i'm just prepared Mm -hmm. for us to not ever be the same again and he was like no that is not the way this is going and it, it wasn't the way it went but I almost feel if I called out a dare to him in that moment.
3: Mm. Was he you a know? fire sign? Because <laughs> yeah, everything's sign. a dare to a fire sign.
2: Well, you know, it was, yeah, of course it was a Leo. Like this is why. Of this course is why it carried, was a
3: Leo. <laughs>
2: oh, I carry so much <laughs> damage. And like for someone who cannot stand Leos, I have dated way too many Leos. Like. Mm-hmm. People Mm -hmm. are like, "What Leo hurt you?" And I'm like, "No, Leo hasn't hurt me." Like, yeah,
3: literally every Leo you meet hurts you in some way.
2: More importantly, I'm a chronic victim of Leos, which means that it's really my problem. But anyway, okay. But
3: do you want to know? Shy Leos are some of the best people on earth. If you ever meet a shy person and they tell you they're a Leo, that's that's a real one.
2: Okay, I'll be looking. I'll keep my eyes closed because sometimes they they lead with shy. But then they you realize, oh, they're not shy. They're just sick and twisted.
3: Yeah. Those are the manipulators. But if they stay shy, they're either really like too good at manipulation or they're the real ones. <laughs> so, you know, take, take a chance.
2: So um, he says, uh, you know, he didn't need a lens to see that Michael's not right for her and he can feel it. And she doesn't get the last word this time. He can control. He can't control now what's going to happen later. And then he says, "Sound familiar?" And he gets out of her car, she, and she's just sitting there, like scared and completely devastated. And you know, this is the other element of it is that if she were to like call the cops or something, this is going straight to Michael's desk because yeah. he is an important mm. lawyer. And yeah, I feel find like out later
3: he has ties to the DA.
2: Yeah, they just, they they talk and talk over there from mm-hmm. what I've seen on TV. So Kyle's in his gallery um, where he sold art the first night, the place that looks like there might be a dominatrix place next door. Yeah, by and, the way, uh, does
3: he own this gallery? What is he doing there, like, just by himself?
2: With his money, I would hope. But mm. it's also, I would say, probably not the best strategic plan to own a gallery. If you are also a photographer, I feel like that.
3: Oh my God. Absolutely not.
2: Tells people right away that the system is rigged, even though they already know that you like to give the illusion, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I think he's an Aries. So I think that tracks.
2: So, um, he's putting up these new photos and they're all, there's like four or five, pictures that are all the same print of that picture that he made Michael take of the two of them at their engagement photo shoot and, and these are also in black and white yes they're in black and yeah. white and he puts on his little I don't know like it looks like it's for it's beekeepers like or something. Mask. what oh it's a fencing mask okay yeah that's that that what sense. it looks like it, that's exactly what it looks like. I just didn't realize it because it came in a beige. And I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a fencer wearing like a beige. A beige yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and I feel like that because it's like he's saying with the beige one, he's like, This is this is made to last. Like I didn't buy this fence. Exactly. It's
3: for everyday wear. This is for your right. daily fencing.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> goes with black goes with navy so he up a baseball bat and he just starts fucking railing on the center photo and like just well, a, a song black. about
3: judas the kiss of judas plays and it's like a red hot chili peppers like wannabe song
2: <laughs> well that's the red hot chili peppers are like i would say one of the main go-tos for sound alike Oh,
3: absolutely. Because it's such a, I mean, it's such a distinctive sound, but also easy to replicate, right? It
2: evokes, it evokes something specific. Um, So um, Michael and Angela are eating breakfast in the morning and he's like, oh, you were tossing and turning last night. And she's like, yeah, I'm just stressed out with everything. And he says, pick a weekend. I'm going to plan a getaway for us. Michael's amazing.
3: Dream man, dream man. Like literally if he's saying just like, Submit a a PTO form at work, and I'll take care of the rest. Absolutely, that's and my like, dream.
2: I love that he doesn't even put it on her to be like, think about where you would want to go. Like he's just like, pick a time. No, he
3: knows. He knows where planned. she wants to go because he's a real one. He's the best.
2: Do you think they're going to Ojai? Like, where do you think they go? Do you think they're Palm Springs? Do you think they're Ojai? Do you think they're like, what? where their... I think
3: they're going to like Vancouver. Like, I think they're going somewhere with like a burgeoning art scene and like beautiful scenery. And I think they're bringing their passports.
2: Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's a out of the box um, thinking moment, honestly. I mean,
3: I just feel like really plugged into these characters. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I know them so well.
2: I could see them strolling around Banff like, you know, it just we're going to we're going to take in some snow for the weekend and then go back to exactly.
3: SoCal.
2: Um, we're not going to ski. We don't do their, that. But we're yeah, going to have their, fun. Their skin will pay for the for the uh, climate, mm. extreme. you know, going from one extreme to the other. But it's worth yeah. it. So um, he tells her, you know, that um, it's great that, you know, Kyle's account is taken away. Um You know, and by the way, it's sort of weird. Kyle never sent him the engagement photos. And she's like, Yeah, that's really weird. So then. And she's um, such a
3: bad liar. She's like, Oh, yeah, I guess that's weird. Okay, off to work. And I'm just like, Girl, what is wrong?
2: Well, we know what's wrong, which is that this bitch cannot lie for shit and can't (laughs) be honest with herself. So then we go to probably one of the most problematic sets in this movie, which is Home of Mithra.
3: Miss Eva, whose furnished, ridiculous house did they rent out for a day of shooting?
2: Please tell me. So, like, there's this, like, fireplace in the middle of the living room that has... Where a
3: coffee table should be. It's a fireplace.
2: These incredibly intrusive vents that come down from the ceiling. I kind of
3: love the vents, though. Gotta be real. It gave me an American Psycho, 80s New York kind of vibe. I kind of liked that.
2: And then these black leather couches that look like Oof. i mean these are the couches that like murders are committed on like they're the it's,
3: couch from american psycho probably when he acts as jared leto like this yes
2: and it's also all very minimalist except for one pop of color which is spread across four Chunky knitted pillows, <laughs> which, like, by the way, if you told me that like you made those pillows <laughs> during quarantine, I would be like, Oh my god, these are so cute. Will you yes. make me one in yes. orange? Like, Absolutely. I would to- I would totally love that. Okay, right. But like, here's the thing: not in this apartment, honey. Like no. it the no. knit makes no sense in this environment because there's something so cozy about it. That out.
3: That was picked out for her. Someone did her a disservice and she paid them for it.
2: I feel like she must have bought the house furnished.
3: Uh, uh, It's the only explanation. Considering how much personal style she has, both in her like skin tight dresses and her like, I think in the scene she has like green eyeliner under her eyes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is a woman who knows what aesthetic means, right? But you look around her house and you just would never know it would never know it
2: grand piano something that looks like a conch shell like an like yeah, an artistic yeah. interpretation of a conch shell so anyway she um meets up with kyle at her place he's coming to maybe sell her some art or something else let's play fifty eight forty three to one hour and 48 oh my seconds.
3: god oh my god
1: At last. Here you are. Hello. Come in. Thank you. Make yourself
5: at home. I'll get us some champagne.
0: It's beautiful. Great view. This kind of reminds me of my parents' house.
1: Don't tell me. I remind you of your mother.
0: No, you do not.
1: Here's to art.
0: To art. So how's Angela doing for you?
1: So far, so good. But I'll be the first to admit, I'm hard to please. Hmm. Are you happy with her?
0: Honestly, there's some losses I'm not too crazy about.
1: Is that right?
0: Yeah, junk bonds. She threw me into him after I told her I wanted nothing to do with him.
1: I don't like the sound of that.
0: Just check your account statements very carefully, is all I'm saying.
1: I always do. Enough about this business. Follow me. I've been looking forward to this.
0: So have I. I'm always happy to get involved with new clients.
1: And I have walls to fill. I see that. I hope you're patient, Kyle. When it comes to art, I don't make hasty decisions.
0: Oh, I take my time, Ava. With everything.
2: Disgusting.
1: Okay, <laughs> literally. Disgusting. <laughs> I could
3: write a line-by-line analysis of this scene for, like, some serious film publication.
2: Disgusting. I care so
3: much about this scene.
2: <laughs> it's so gross. <close. laughs> This is like, you know, as women, we're taught like, oh, your 40s are like really when your sex life is going to get crazy. And then I yeah. see something like this and I'm like, I hope to God not. Like, I really, I hope, I hope I'm never speaking to some young man who's like fucking me as like a ploy to like get to the next place he needs to go in life to hurt someone. Like that's really it seems like women like this are always used like this in movies. Yes, yes. And also, like, you know, she's already been through so much. She's so used to getting screwed over in business. Like, she already has trust issues. In that in
3: love, in life, everywhere she goes.
2: And the grand architecture of her home is, I think, the thing that's most telling about it. Because I do love grandness in a place when it's like, you know, this is L.A. grandness. This is a place yeah. that was built in the in like the eighties, maybe, and like dressed up even more through architecture. But like, mm-hmm. there's no grand homes in SoCal that that I appreciate that aren't like no. full, of like natural woods and like really just like be- like just like really beautiful details. Yeah, this is like a McMansion in from- the worst way.
3: This is like a Queen of Versailles. Did you see that documentary?
2: yes yeah oh, no th-
3: it's like that
2: this looks like a place a rapper buys like on it after his yeah. first deal and he's like okay this is what rich people like i'm gonna get this and i'm like ava Literally. you're old for this you've been too many places in the world you're tapped into the chinese market okay you're on She's in
3: the asian markets she you're- owns k-pop
2: yeah you are like you're onto your u.n Sponsored bonds. Okay. I've never even I heard, of, I was unaware that the UN had bonds. Okay. Mm-mm. So um, maybe they
3: made it up for this movie. But I just want to, I just want to call attention to some of the stuff. Listening to this scene and not watching it, it's a totally different experience just listening to the audio from that. I will say, first of all, her saying, uh, I need my walls filled. I have walls to fill as like a euphemism for sex. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's on a that's on a level that I don't think I'll ever get to. Like she's on Venus and I'm on, you know, Earth or Neptune or something very far
1: away.
2: Well, it's like very like Desperate Housewives speak where it's like, who's going to fill these walls? But you, young Kyle, you young beautiful artist
3: <laughs> exactly right and the weird way that this movie is kind of anti-art is really interesting <laughs> right this, it's kind of a statement against the art
2: you're so right this movie is like just get a job in finance sweetie you're gonna be <laughs> better off
3: where like mommy's little princess was like really about arts education this is really about like no fuck Creatives,
2: they should <laughs> right. integrate
3: into society because there are lunatics like like Mr. Miller over here.
2: So Ava wakes up in the middle of the night and she's naked in bed, you know, with her sheet. But she's not some desperate little bitch. She's not <laughs> getting up and walking around in this sheet. She just called and she's like Kyle, and he's like, "I'm getting some water, baby. Do you need anything?" But no. His ass is, like, fucking buck naked at her laptop.
3: Yeah. Sitting doing, at her laptop. Doing some deal. This shows how little she cares about this house. This house is not her home. It doesn't reflect who she is. So she's in bed just like, whatever, this stranger can just do whatever he wants in this house. I'm just going to sleep.
2: And, this and that woman, is so telling. It Also, again, the vulnerability, because she doesn't even have a Touch ID on her computer. No. And you she know, she, has the new, she, this woman throws out MacBooks, like they're fucking tissues, you know, she Literally. has a new MacBook Air because, oh, I left it on the plane. I left my MacBook on the plane. She's one of those. Dude, people.
3: COVID hit. She sneezed on her laptop. She was like, this has got to go. And she pulled another one out of the cabinet.
2: I did get afraid when Michael came back sick from his business trip. I was like, oh, it was like, wait, did this call
3: it? Is this like a Simpsons predicting the future moment?
2: (laughs) I think so. I hope that Trump (laughs) gets murdered in the second half of this movie. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, FBI agents. So we don't um, get
3: political.
2: So she's like, you know, um, oh, what is this? What did I write? Okay, so Angela says she wants to know... um, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to write here, but she basically... I
3: also wrote really vague notes at this part.
2: So she says she's lying to herself and Michael. They belong together. That's why she couldn't show Michael the photo they took. I think... Oh, I think I know what happens next. Hold on. Did I play it? No um basically i think what happens here is that um hmm
3: this is just this is a perfect example of exactly what this movie is to a viewer
2: i know we're sitting here
3: we're watching clips from it and we're still like what is going on here
2: so kyle's <laughs> sitting in angela's office when she gets into work the next day okay,
3: yeah and yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah.
2: what are you doing here he's like relax oh yeah this is a big
3: yeah, this is a big scene actually.
2: Don's just making a call. We're going to go to a basketball game. Like don't you know the perks of like being a client here? And she's like, "Well, what and do she's you She's like, have "I you
3: gave me? you a pretty big perk already, dude."
2: Yeah, she's like, <laughs> "I think you have absolutely done well with our perks." So, um <laughs> She's like, "Listen, okay, you have me lying to myself and to Michael, okay?" And he's like, but we belong together. And she's, he, he's like, that's why you couldn't show Michael the photo that we took together. And she's like, he's literally
3: mansplaining her thoughts to her. Yeah,
2: she's like, Michael knows a lot about me, but not everything. And he says that she's uh, turned into a practical, premeditated shell of herself, and that the only time she's felt like herself in years was the night that they slept together. He I wrote that, bomb right i know and it's like she's like well yeah i probably didn't feel like a, f- a beer t-shirt st- like a stained beer t-shirt you know what i mean like <laughs> fucking wearing like some guy's board shorts in college like well like that so <laughs> he's like oh Love the
3: board shorts sorry
2: <laughs> you didn't you didn't stay with me because you felt bad my parents died um I asked you to marry me and like, how happy are you now? I don't know what I'm this is,
3: this is the first moment that we realize that uh, Richard and, and no name belong to this story. Right. Cause before that was just something that was very much separated.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, so what, now we're connecting definitely.
3: back to 1997. We're sort of getting, Oh, something happened to his parents. Okay
2: right so okay so 103.25 to 105.40 I think this is gonna explain hopefully this is where some things are explained I'm not really (laughs) sure hey baby hi babe ugh I'm so glad that
4: day is over Michael Everything okay? Hope you had a better day than I did. No. What happened? Oh my God.
1: if I hadn't seen that, would you have told me?
4: I've been trying to find a way to explain it.
1: That was a yes or no question.
4: It's more complicated than that.
5: The world peace is complicated. This is black or white.
4: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, it didn't mean anything. He's, he's trying to tear us apart.
1: Well, worked.
5: You can stay here as long as you want. Thanks. Relationship advice sucked. No, I did it to myself. I can't believe Kyle is so unhinged. I mean, I know he was a little possessive in college sometimes, but nothing like this. Look, once Michael cools off, you two can work this out. I really would like that, but I don't
1: know. What did I do, Lori?
2: You're so right that she's a Leo because oh my
3: god, yeah. (laughs) The
2: way she sits down is like, oh, my relationship advice sucked. Like, as (laughs) (laughs) it's all
3: all about Lori in my world, as in hers.
2: I knew he was intense, but not like this. And it's like, oh, you mean like murdering her? Like you Mm did it in college. You didn't anticipate him being a murderer. Like literally. I personally, I, if I was her, if I was my girl, Angela, I'd be at a Hilton hotel right now. Yeah. I would not I would not be going to Lori for comfort. I would be texting Lori and then mm-hmm. I would put my phone down and put on some Real Housewives. Hopefully the hotel has Bravo, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember anything worse than like before Bravo was like a huge network going to a hotel and finding out they didn't have Bravo.
1: Ooh, I'm,
3: I'm sorry. I can't. I don't like to imagine that world. I don't like right. to give that world any space in my head. I don't want um, you not to, go to shut you down. I'm so sorry. But no, I don't want like to go there.
2: I'm so I'm so sorry. I brought you back there. I'm so <laughs> no, that's fine. That's guys. Fine. And by the way, we should put a trigger warning on this whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> missed that. Um, this
3: this is the moment where have you seen the movie Enough starring Jennifer Lopez?
2: I, yeah, I've seen enough.
3: This is, this is, I was getting some enough vibes here where I was like, okay, maybe actually do put your phone down. Don't even, don't even text Lori, just head to a hotel, just go somewhere. Nobody knows where, where you are and think some things through. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, 100%. And then I I think we'd be remiss not to mention that Michael, his acting sounded a little different in that scene. And so I was, I was asked, um, you know, by myself to look up where this <laughs> man is from, and he was originally born in Iceland. So, like some of the, because like, we're getting, um, we're getting a little bit of a British accent in there. We're getting I a little it bit. It
3: Canadian,
2: Canadian for sure. And then I thought, no, I think that this is more than just Canadian, more than just. Um, I'm angry, so I sound a little British. Maybe this has mm-hmm. deeper roots. And I feel like wherever Michael pulled from in that moment was a moment maybe when he was an Icelandic teenager oh my God. cheated Fully. on. Yeah.
3: Fully, he slipped back into his real self. He lost the character. He was not Michael. <laughs> he was himself in Iceland. I'm I'm not kidding. This man's performance in this scene is unforgettable. Yeah. It's something that's gonna stay with me. I love I love what he does, and having to deliver the line world peace is complicated. This is black or white, and doing so believably that a plus a one acting he, he should does, teach classic
2: he does win an award for that for sure, literally, oh hi, blue <gasps> hi is that a cat, yeah, it's the cat, oh it's a okay. cat big boy it's okay um. So at work the next day, she's kind of just like staring into space when her phone rings and it's uh Dawn and needs her in the conference room. And you're like, oh no, this is not gonna mm. this isn't a good conference call from from Daddy Dawn. So yeah. Ava's in there and there is a significant amount of money missing from her account, and you can tell just by Angela's face that she, you know she wasn't a part of this and oh, even yeah. well only you or i could have made those moves she's not thinking of the man that she met through oh no, yeah face. she's
3: not thinking of well i mean just in terms of what we know about eva is it eva right i don't Liz know Romero. um <laughs> she it seems that It seems that probably, I'm trying to say this tactfully, Kyle was not the only stranger that passed through her house uh, where her laptop was unprotected. So like the likelihood of it having been done on her watch, I felt like this was a pride thing where like I saw a little glimpse in her performance where like she knows that it's probably her fault, but she can't admit it to herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a layered, textured performance.
2: Well, I think this is why she gets so hurt is because she mm-hmm. chooses to have tunnel vision and refuses yeah. to see weakness or fault in herself. It's and, one
3: track and that track is everyone else.
2: And that's what makes her a victim is she yeah. she sort of self victimizes without realizing it. She puts herself Absolutely. into that role. God, if I could just be her therapist, I think we could get this cleared up in a day. Um
3: literally you would be a dream, and you—or <laughs> frankly, any Capricorn woman—would be a dream. Let's say it. Let's <laughs> say it out loud. Y'all rule the world.
2: <laughs> You're so sweet. Don <laughs> so, tells her um, that until they figure it out, she's going to be on suspended leave. So this is now cost her job, and then she's escorted out by some guy named Mike.
3: <laughs> I wrote what is Mike's story because he appears. He appears out of nowhere,
2: and also, you know escorted out like you never want to be escorted out Mm -hmm. and when you hear someone was escorted out you're like oh that that was bad that was the the
3: movie bombshell where you remember oh yeah nicole kidman is the one that's going to start this whole lawsuit
2: (laughs) yes exactly so um angela calls kyle and he tells her that she's overreacting to all of this he ruined her life but he did yeah, it to save lying. her because now she can follow her dreams.
3: Mansplaining to her that, wait, your life isn't ruined. And let me tell you why.
2: Exactly. Exactly. He's like, Ugh. no, I did it as a favor. Um, So Horrible. she just wants to know... Um you know, she wants to know how he can know about her work. Um, but he tells her she's not listening. So basically, like, she's like, why do you know why I was fired? Um, and this is mm-hmm. where she's starting to realize stuff. And she goes a little dead in the eyes. Like she realized, okay, I need to I need to play this out in a certain way. Yeah. It's time yeah. to stop playing checkers and start playing chess. So Which is, she's likely
3: for Angela. That's a tough transition. It took a while to get there.
2: I mean, I was I was stunned. I can't even imagine how Kyle felt. So oh. she's like, you know what? I'm sorry. And um he's like, you know what? No, I know how you are. You know, when you get in limbo. And she's like, Listen, I just need a little space, some time to think. And he's like, Okay, yeah, that's my girl. Always thinking. And she goes, That's me. Um, so they agree to talk tomorrow. And then at that time, she's ready to go to Lori's office and start executing. And I-
3: and I wrote Lori is a hacker. Excuse me.
2: I know. Well, so like Lori's career journey shocks me here. And this is also where we get to see <laughs> really, I would say, some major small notebook appearances happening this <laughs>
3: <thing>. <laughs> Exactly right. Oh and my God, also this montage. Wow.
2: Strange lateral um. Googling that's happening because, on one hand, yeah. they're trying to figure out like, you know, they're trying to break in. We're going to play this scene, but they're trying to break into some serious, serious computer stuff here. They're going to, oh my God, databases and
3: have to do so without a trace. That's exactly. the tough part.
2: But then also, wh- fucking what's her face? Angela's sitting on the other side of the desk from Lori, who's like hacking the planet. <laughs> And she's just. Finally, and she's in
3: like the Pelican brief. She's it, like type like just type in one letter at a time. Like how does Google work?
2: Yeah, exactly. She's figuring out stuff that she probably could have figured out the first week of her freshman year And this scene. So <laughs> literally, one hundred eight forty to one ten thirteen. You sure about this, Ange?
4: Kyle hacked into my life. I'm gonna hack
5: into his. Well, I'm not sure about this.
4: Since when have you ever said no to anything? Since hacking into Apex's
5: computer system is totally illegal. I thought you said that you could get in and out without a trace. Now you're using my past against me.
4: Kyle is using my past against me, Lori. I'm not going to get him out of my life until I use something against him.
5: All's fair in love and war, I guess. God. There's no
4: love loss here. <laughs> Laurie, I think I found something. Richard Miller, death 1997, died in double suicide. Deadly cocktail of medication. Financial woes caused millionaire to hide assets. Hmm. Obituary: Catherine Miller, devoted wife of Richard. Oh, well, that was only a year before. It's really fast that he remarried.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, there's a lot to unpack here, frankly.
2: First of all,
3: all, I had a flashback to an earlier scene in the movie that we're not going to dwell upon. But when they were in the coffee shop before when uh, What's-His-Face offers to take the engagement photos,
1: Mm -hmm. I
3: just remember there's one shot that is stock footage of somebody making an espresso, like operating an espresso machine. It's so obviously stock footage
2: yeah and then
3: that moment catapulted me back to the original coffee shop scene where she gets the coffee immediately and I'm like why didn't they just use the stock footage in both spots but let's not dwell on that because now we're in the present
2: yeah I mean (laughs) these two of them are burn; they're burning the midnight oil on this they're working I and like she says five hours to google
3: you go ahead she says yeah
2: she just says, I think I've got something after they've been like tooling away at this for like a while. Right. And like, mm-hmm. she's literally on just the Google search engine, like first page when you Google about news
3: one. about Kyle Miller. That was the search term. <laughs> it took her five hours to get there. And and fucking Lori is over there like hacking into like the FBI. Like she's she's totally. getting through the real. She's pulling up the police records. She's pulling up the court papers. She's pulling up the autopsy. Like she knows what's going on.
2: She's in the police like department's actual records and changing them probably. Like she's Literally. rewriting history. Literally, and I will say this was the first moment where I was like. Angela's, like, a shitty, selfish friend. Like...
3: I wrote, what does Angela bring to the table? I I
2: was, like... She's like, you never say no to anything. And I'm, like, are you slut-shaming her? Like, what are you saying? Like...
3: And in such such an emotionally tense moment as well, so you know she really means it, it's kind of fucked.
2: Yeah, ooh, that is such a good point is she really means mm-hmm. it she's genuinely shocked because she's like oh like you go to the ends of the earth to me like you're actually unreasonably accommodating like why are you <laughs> helping me hack my company now <laughs> and it makes me think well you could have given her one stripper is yeah. really where you i'm like- done.
3: You could have done anything at any point for Lori.
2: It's so, it's infuriating. Like, Angela's the no man. Like, I just really, I don't need an Angela in my life. Stay away
3: from me. Angela's the person that's only around because y'all were roommates freshman year and you, like, went through a bunch of horrible shit together. And so you're just, like, bonded for life. That's Angela's spot in Lori's life.
2: So then we see Kyle is sleeping in his bed, like, in that position guys do in oh yeah magazines where it's like his probably fist is resting at the base of his neck and it's just like all muscle with him leaning up against the headboard like Mm -hmm. you know I'm sure a very comfortable way a lot of men sleep Um, let me tell you it's
3: not comfortable I do it sometimes after I have paramours and it's not comfortable
2: no it's all that's a that's like a bit and so yeah he gets a phone call and it's Angela, and she says that they have a lot to talk about. And she tells him to come to Lori's and that he won't regret this. So,
3: which like Virgo behavior, inviting your fucking crazy stalker to your friend's apartment?
2: Right. No, like, Do you even think
3: twice about that?
2: Virgos dump people in public. Yeah. I think. So he wakes up um, the model next to him and tells her that she can go now. So this girl, which
3: I'm like, she's still here. She's still around
2: $80 cash tip the first night, like pretty woman who like this yeah, is like an literally acceptable rate for what's going on here.
3: She's not even wearing diamonds. Like she is, she is free from jewelry and accessories.
2: She should get a full campaign based off of the behavior that happened. She here. should be the
3: face of Bulgari. Let's go there.
2: <laughs> I agree. Let's go there. I agree. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Carolina Horrell. Yeah, we just saw fired. Yes. Oh my God.
3: Get out. We just <laughs> saw on the computer screen that he just shot a Vogue campaign. And this model is just like his live in, I don't know, submodel.
2: Oh, I like, feel like she should so be famous. If he's shot for Vogue, she had no what was this corrupt modeling agency? He called it Literally. midnight for this girl to come over. Well, this is not
3: I think at this point we can admit that it wasn't an agency. <laughs> or it was an agency, but not for models, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I, think- I
3: think we've come to that. And this is not at all to shame sex workers. That is a serious trade and it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of courage. But like, she's a sex worker, you know what I mean?
2: Well, I hope because like, otherwise, this is just some, I mean, she seemed so overwhelmed and uncomfortable by the prospect that I would say that unfortunately, it seems like the models at this agency might not know that they are sex workers, Mm.
3: which is just like the scariest part. That's that's, yeah. Unforgivable, especially that he's then treating her like this, like at least make her famous.
2: I agree. Wrap
3: it back around. Make her famous. Make her a face, you know?
2: at least like put her in paper magazine as like some sort of yeah, but, like
3: love magazine you got to go to like one barnes and noble to find it. A-,
2: a love magazine yes you're right Lo- love is known for nothing other than their advent calendar
3: <laughs> oh i gotta get on that train let me write that down pardon if you me go on
2: youtube look up the love magazine advent calendar it's like they get every top Model and celeb in the world to do one day, and it's always
3: stuff them in an advent calendar.
2: If they're little like video (laughs) advent calendars, I wish that they stuffed them in an advent calendar. Can you imagine Kendall Jenner inside of an advent calendar (laughs) waiting to be popped open for 29 You get delivered
3: like a three story high advent (laughs) calendar, you're like, something's going down. (laughs)
2: totally totally so um who who do you think would be christmas eve in a in an advent calendar of supermodels are we talking
3: only models only supermodels
2: yeah like supermodels
3: i think it would have to be somebody who is so revered like a cindy crawford or like a naomi campbell
2: if they would agree to it
3: but that's the hard part is getting them to say yes
2: right 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 i would put like i would think that christmas eve last day of an advent calendar i think like on christmas eve eve that's when you get like a naomi campbell but Mm. then on christmas eve they're gonna bring out like the Gigi, where it's like she'll have fun with you at the christmas party you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know or
3: christmas eve the door opens up it's all four black pink girlies (laughs) (laughs) come on they just crawl out of it like a clown car wouldn't that be so good
2: yeah, I hope I can get you that advent <laughs> calendar someday. I may work the rest of my life to provide you with that advent calendar. You're like 58 years old and I arrive at your doorway. Like, you're like, who are you? And I'm like, it's me, Moss from the Lifetime podcast. <laughs> and you have in up. the have black pink girl. <laughs> a- <laughs> yeah, I have a fucking, I have a flatbed pull up. With 30 windows and you get to pop out the black, pink girl. But I have all the other ones are sitting up.
3: empty because you've already gone through all the models.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do hope that like that. Unfortunately, I do hope that dementia starts to set in for you slightly before that so that it will be yeah. a surprise. Because the last thing I want to do is to work my whole life to provide you with a... <laughs>
3: Malls, Mall's Listen, I-, I smoke enough pot. I smoke enough pot at this time in my life that by the time I'm 58, I'm not going to remember this conversation ever even happened.
2: Honey, uh, we might not remember it <laughs> by the time this airs. I find that that, yeah. like, honestly, I have always thought about like asking like a question of the week for like people to tweet uh-huh. me after. But if I tweeted a question of the week, or if I asked a question of the week in this episode, and there was two answers, like lemon and lime, like mm-hmm. I could literally have people tweeting lemon. Oh, I pick Lime Malls. Great episode. Like what I'd be like, Like what when the, the episode's
3: posted, you're just saying? like, what is this about?
2: What, what are you meaning me about? Like, what do you mean lemon? Like, I love lemons, but what are I I mean, I'm a huge produce fan, but like, what is this about? Um, literally, okay. Moll,
3: Literally. When you posted the Patreon app, I only knew it had happened because I got like four new followers on Twitter and I was like, Whoa, what's this? <laughs> and then I remembered that I had given my Twitter at the end of the episode. <laughs>
2: <You're> <laughs> like, am I viral? Um
3: <laughs> did i am i getting canceled like what's going
2: on we <laughs> are getting canceled 100%. <laughs> dude we're all if, by the end of this year we're all canceled and i don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you if you haven't we
3: are all on the chopping block
2: yeah if you haven't noticed the pattern and like noticed that it's getting so small that it's going to affect all of us i don't know what to tell you but mm-hmm. okay so this is going to be a large Chunk. It's like four minutes, but this is going to be where Clarissa explains it all, or rather, oh God, Angela and Michael. It all. <laughs> Everything's going to come out here, one eleven oh three to one fifteen thirty one, and enjoy your dinner.
4: <laughs> You're right. I wasn't being honest with myself about you, but I want to know that I can trust you again.
0: Look, I know I did a lot of things that cross the line.
4: You broke into my house, and my car, and you left the dead roses, you filmed our night together without me knowing, and then you sent it to Michael, then there's-
0: Yeah, look, I went scorched earth. I'm sorry, all right? It's just that I would literally do anything to get you back. I don't want there to be any suspicions or secrets with us, Kyle. Okay. Okay. Yes.
4: Tell me about your parents.
0: Well, I I didn't come here to talk about my past.
4: The past is what got us here. Do you want to salvage this relationship or not?
0: Yes, but you already know what happened to them. I know
4: some of it. You didn't tell me that Megan was your dad's second wife. That your mom died of cancer and he married Megan really soon after that. That had to be kind of weird.
0: I was 12. I don't really remember. She was just a trophy wife. That's all.
4: Why did you think your parents killed themselves? Especially if your dad was about to close some big real estate deal.
0: I don't know. I heard he was staring down a lot of debt. Maybe the pressure got to him and he blinked. But he had plenty of life insurance and a trust fund set up for you. My old man didn't talk to me about me, okay? Let alone his finances. What are you doing, Angela? Trust building, Kyle.
4: The autopsy report said that your parents overdosed on some sort of medication.
0: Oh, I'm glad your writer's imagination is coming back to you. But I wasn't a suspect. I was a victim. But you found the bodies.
1: you gonna spill it. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> mm.
5: No. <laughs> oh my God. Stop, Richard.
0: What? No. no. wait. Wait. Stop! What are you doing? Please, Kyle.
4: Shut up. Did you finish your drinks?
0: Yeah. I found the bodies. But I was a victim. Not a suspect.
4: Let's talk about your guardian. I googled him too. And he was declared a missing person right around the same time that it was found out that he was stealing from your trust fund, which is right when you left for college.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens to people who don't want to face their past.
4: I'm your past, Kyle.
0: But you're not going anywhere. You stole Ava's money, didn't you? Why would I do that? I've got money.
4: I know the time and date that the money was transferred out of her account from her computer, and I know which offshore trust account it was
5: transferred into.
0: You can't prove that.
5: Yes, she can. Well, I mean, I can. Or did you forget what I did in college?
0: Why are you doing all this, Ange? Huh? Why the hell are you doing this? I did this for you! So that I can be free of you. You can't do this to me again. Don't
5: even think about it. Don't.
0: hmm Okay.
5: Wait, you're letting him go? Yeah. Well, if you're gonna let that crazy bastard out there, you're gonna need this more than I do. Once the DA's office hears this,
4: maybe his past will finally catch up with him. I wasn't being honest with myself about you. But I need to know that I can trust you again.
2: I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find a fucking Lifetime movie out there that does not involve someone being secretly recorded at the end.
3: Okay, but also, literally, he did not say anything incriminating. There is nothing useful on that tape.
2: He really didn't. She's coming at him with a bunch of, you know, potential Google results. The yeah, she's
3: she's slinging her... Okay, I realize that she's right, but she is slinging unfounded, unproven theories into a tape recorder. And he's just saying, what are you talking about? And she's like, we got to get this to the cops.
2: Well, because the flashback that we saw, unfortunately, it was not uh. recorded. <laughs> horrid if she brought this movie in maybe but
3: (laughs) in the opening weren't there gunshots
2: there were at the beginning of
3: the movie but we find out that they died of like a drug overdose like he poisoned them
2: yeah i'm unclear on what happened because it look. I mean, the little boy, little boy Michael, did have a gun in that scene. Little boy
3: Michael, who, by the way, spoiler alert, we're gonna see again for some reason.
2: It was so weird, and I don't totally <laughs> understand what that was um, because it's not enough time for what you would think it, it is, right? No, absolutely not. But yeah, so Michael you know didn't do anything i love laurie comes out with this gun it's not just like a pistol it's a fucking glock it is like
3: it is huge
2: it's huge and but it's listen. like if Lori
3: is gonna have a gun she's gonna have a gun that she pulls it out everybody in the room can see it right like it it's she pulls it out as like a, a flex
2: yeah, no, I'm out here saying to my friend, like, I'd get a pistol if it was like cute. Like, I want to like a little
3: Dolly Parton 9 to 5 gun
2: or whatever. Uh, 100%. But like, this is okay. So then she gives her friend the Glock. And like, you would think, because the way Angie just sort of like waves her hand at it, like, no, I want nothing to do with that, which is what I would mm-hmm. do. First of all, yeah. she tosses this gun down on a throw pillow, which like, <laughs> i was, like,
1: this is how
2: um accidental like fires happen right but then and don't like
3: most gun deaths aren't they attributed to like accidental firings
2: yes but then like also you cannot you can't pass off a gun like it's a fucking thing of mace like you can't just be like Ugh, or like it's, it's she passes
3: it like it's a, like it's an issue of Vogue like it's a magazine like here borrow this book
2: right exactly and you can't like the way she does it it's like sweetie this is not how guns work like and certainly no. you know that because that's a firearm I, I'm sure Lori of all people has licensed so I'm like yeah. why are you just throwing this gun around like that's something you can trade between girlfriends exactly it's not like <laughs> a you
3: know if that gun goes off and Angela sadly passes Lori's first thought is going to be like oh fuck what does that do to my brunch plans (laughs) like hello (laughs) how does this affect me because she's a leo
2: so michael gets home and angela's waiting for him and he seems so heartbroken when he walks in the kitchen and she says that he didn't ask for the ring or the house keys back so
3: and he's like i don't want to talk to you again He doesn't actually say that, but that's, you see
2: it in his eyes. uh, Yeah. Well, he's so hurt and like guys Mm -hmm. cannot handle getting cheated on, which by the way, no no one should be able to get handled being cheated on. But like, that's not something that one should acclimate to, but like, I feel like men in general are, straight men are terrible at being cheated on. So Mm -hmm. it ruins a part of their brain. So it's
3: all like this biological bullshit, like rat race where they're just trying to like find the most suitable mate and shit.
2: Totally. So, um, interesting then when she was like, you didn't ask for the keys back. I was like, girl, that's not your house. Like, are you doing as well as I thought you were?
3: Yeah. Like y'all aren't both on that deed. Like Mm what's
2: up? So then, um, She was like, you know, I have the tape unless you were just agreeing to help me with the D.A. And he basically is like, look, all right, I want to start over, Mm -hmm. but I'm just not sure how. She's like, well, we could go to a karaoke bar. And he goes, we don't have to take it that far back, you know. Um, (laughs) Besides, I have a motion that I need to argue. So I need to save my golden voice. Cute. okay? like he's He's heard cute. They're cute. He's
3: so cute. And you know what? Best of all, he's forgiving because you mm-hmm. can tell he's doing the work he's like putting in the work because he cares
2: so then michael's working alone speaking and putting in the work he's putting in Don't the work ask. on that nobody laptop. locks
3: a goddamn door in this movie not a goddamn door is locked
2: kyle pops up behind him with a baseball bat and hello beats him um i'm always surprised at like the resilience of the human body in these movies. Like someone just took Mm -hmm. a baseball bat to his head and somehow this man is then later tied to a chair and Kyle's showing him all of the love letters that Angie gave to him in college. And he's
3: Like like a Bond villain, like standing over his shark pool and explaining his entire plan.
2: Right. He's like, Have you ever even read any of her writing that wasn't a grocery list or some X's and O's scribbled on a greeting card? And eventually She's he's not like, not
3: proud of that writing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. She gave of it course he on has one too. <laughs> She wasn't like God, Michael. You got to see these love letters. Real, my <laughs> college, you see, I was my published friend. in
3: the student union paper. Like, check this out. It's not impressive. Of course, like, she's hiding it from him.
2: I would hope that if I had a really supportive partner and we were super confident in our relationship, and I found an old love letter. Like, I could Ooh. show it to him and be like, I am so humiliated, and we could have a good together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's have a good laugh about how pathetic I was. Um,
3: <laughs> dream. It's a dream coming true. So, my says, eyes. thank you for that.
2: You see, Michael, that's the best part of First Loves. You get to see the real version of them before life comes and snuffs out the spark. Ew. So then he reads them the letter and it says, Oh, I think, yeah, so he reads, he has Michael read him a letter that says, like, when I think about us, I start thinking in these narrow tunnels and start blocking everything, because that's how strong the feeling is. Um, And he goes, words from the heart, not about you. So then she comes home with the takeout that's like supposed to be there. Like we're getting back together, takeout. And but doesn't she drop it? <laughs> drops it because she hears a scuffle in the house. And I went back and forth <laughs> thinking about like, oh, like that sucks. Like they're not even going to be able to eat like their Chinese food at literally after the cops come because like you know you can't leave chicken outside in the hot. California evening. And like if
3: you just bring it inside, it's not gonna go bad by the time the police come and go. You know what I mean? Like
2: But maybe it was so good, like the fragrance would like let Kyle know that she was
3: there. When
2: he Mm -hmm. was like, Oh, I know when I smell a katsuya spicy tuna, (laughs) okay, that's someone's home with some makeup food. So um kyle gives him another note to read and while this is going on angela sneaks into the closet and grabs the gun that she had taken from Lori, apparently Duh. and hidden Duh. under it's in colorful- the beach
3: towel drawer
2: <laughs> 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 Imagine if this didn't happen and michael just goes for th- one day <laughs> and finds a fucking glock like a fat ass gun fully loaded
3: it's literally under the top towel in the
1: drawer
2: <laughs> this is like also the just like watching this as someone who's afraid of guns i think a lot of us are afraid of guns i'm not sure that that's a unique fear of mine like i'm pretty I, i'm
3: pretty scared of guns too i'll admit that was, i'll admit that controversial opinion
2: i was getting a little bit of a rash looking at this this kind of you know slender-boned woman wielding mm-hmm. such a powerful gun that like what's well, also like
3: It's like, take out the shower scene at the beginning and use that time on a scene where Laurie teaches her how to use the gun, right? Like, let's promote safe gun use
2: instead of shower scenes. Oh, my God. I would have died for a scene with the <laughs> two of them at a shooting range at a what? shooting range. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. That is so brilliant and they could have done it in the downtown set if they had just I mean they probably yes. didn't have budget. There wasn't budget for it, but
3: there wasn't there wasn't <sighs> shooting time, yeah, at that location.
2: <gasps> if I could so even sad. Oh my god, that would just be heaven heaven heaven. So, okay. Um this is the scene where some serious stuff's gonna happen. Um 12015
0: to 12348.
1: You read the next one. Read! I always wanted to be with you. And then when you were a part I- I hate feeling this way so much. Long-range plans. Stop. Right there. You hear
0: what you just said? Long-range plans, Mikey boy. Consider yourself completely X'd out of those. I'm not going to get away with this. I won't. We'll see. I always do. Keep reading. Go
1: on. You're a beautiful person to come home to. I can see myself being so amazingly happy. And content if we both have our jobs or school or
4: whatever, ever in the end of the day, it will all be over and,
0: and you will be there And it would be like having everything. does that sound like somebody who doesn't want to spend the rest of their life with me?
4: I've changed. Step away from Michael.
0: You've changed? You
1: won't. Stop it, Kyle.
0: No. What we had It's still real, Angela. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life wondering what if? If I can't have you Neither can
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, okay? oh, looking <coughs> 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 <coughs>
2: All right.
3: God. Okay. This letter. (laughs) Michael. Michael is given an impossible task. I have another theory about this goddamn movie. Uh So Michael is expected to sell to us. First, that this love letter is legitimate and memorable, Uh which it's not. (laughs) And second, that he's having to read the words of his wife-to-be that she wrote about this crazed stalker in college, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's an unbelievable thing to ask of an actor, which makes me think legitimately that the director of this movie only worked with the actresses, with the female actors, because all of the men are sort of just flailing around, right? Yeah. Like, Michael shows up and Don shows up, but, like, Tilky has not met the director has not seen the director. They have not been on set together. I'm convinced of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, the main thing Michael had going for him is that, like, he also seems like visually impaired now because of whatever happened due to the accident. Yeah. He's like really oh straining to read it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, give him his readers. Like he literally well, he's
3: concussed man. He's probably yeah. seen stars.
2: And also, I'm probably like, he's probably nearsighted, terribly nearsighted yeah. based off of what I'm seeing. Like, if that was me, I'd be like, you have to hold it, like, really close to my face, dude. Like, I can barely mm-hmm. see that. I write in text. And it's so
3: dimly lit, right? Yes. Nobody can read those words.
2: By candlelight, by the way. This man, like, literally is, like, holding this <laughs> by candlelight. But like, It's kind of I mean, gay. It's
3: kind of romantic.
2: Well, there's, yeah, there's, well, there's a couple kind of gay things in this. But, like, yeah. I will say that. This note to me, it probably was so insignificant to her. She probably like was like end of the semester, like her meal plan was running out. So she was <laughs> out with, like, a cup of clam chowder and was like, I don't know, I kind of feel like tapped out on the reading for this test. Like, I think I'll just write Michael like a little note. And like she banged this thing out without much thought. And Michael, and I'm surprised
3: she didn't write it on like a tiny memo pad like something way too small to be writing on
2: I mean it's literally shocking the size of the paper that he shows. <laughs> just in that it's close to a normal size of paper and I don't think we've seen any I think they were in a paper shortage when they made this literally movie.
3: compared to all of the other paper in this movie it is gargantuan
2: it's gigantic so yeah I mean then we see when they're tussling the two of them are tussling there was no choreography for the fighting so would literally just, look like, if there was, like, a modern dance, like, and they had to show <laughs> that the two characters were making love, like, they would literally just have them, yeah. like, be, like, having this, you know, secret gay moment. And, like, this is the part of the dance where they just take turns, like, climbing on top of each other. Like, it's so... Like I don't it's know.
3: The, it's all about the push and pull of love making, right? I, it's a very lyrical piece.
2: It's a one hundred percent a lyrical piece, and I'm looking at this going like, <laughs> did the two of them meet in dance class originally? Or are they just like reverting to some sort of like thing that they learned when they were in college? And it was like, okay, this semester, like you have to take a mm-hmm. modern dance class, and like, or did they choreograph this on their own well, because the director wasn't paying any sure. attention?
3: There was no fight captain anywhere near here. There was <laughs> nobody on the payroll from a union <laughs> regulating this work. That's totally true. But also we know for a fact that Tilkie Jones has a history of dance.
2: Oh, okay. So you think Tilkie choreographed this?
3: I think he did. Cause he was in take five, the boy band. So he like.
2: Was oh, that what was up with you sending me that, that take five yes. thing? Okay. The guy I'm... in
3: the back on the right was Tilkie Jones at like oh. 16, probably.
2: I am so facially blind. And so, like, last time we talked, you sent me an amazing clip from a show about
3: what is that South beach toe
2: South beach toe. And that was (laughs) for our Patreon episode. And it was so spot on. So like you send me this clip of the band take five and I'm waiting for like the E.E. Cummings quote or like I'm waiting for something that's like obvious. Like
3: where does this connect?
2: (laughs) Totally not obvious to me that it's Mr. Tilkey over here. That's It makes so much sense that he was in take five. And of course, now I go over to his IMDb and more, Carefully study it, aka, really read it at all. Mm-hmm, um, I mm-hmm. wasn't aware that take five was a Diane Warren function in collaboration. I didn't know that either. They also, well, m- Missy Misdemeanor Elliot and Timbaland also worked with them as well. I was unaware. Are that you take kidding me? No, I know two of them m- all times, like Missy Elliott, okay, is- okay. Yeah, Toki is Toki is working and working, but and this see, is the work
3: he's choosing. Good for yeah. him.
2: I mean, he did a lot of movies in 2019, which is good because no one's hiring right now. But
3: yeah, that's true. Everybody needs work, girl. He
2: has three movies in pre-production though, so that's good. Um, yeah, Getting back
3: on that horse, probably in well, Canada.
2: Can we cut to 269 days later. I see what you which did is- there, Lifetime. Which is
3: insane. That is just having to read that. That's insulting.
2: <laughs> well, like, yeah, Angela picks up a pen and all of a sudden her life comes together. Like, oh, so maybe Kyle Literally. was right. Like so Kyle I was had... right
3: the whole time, but he was right in the wrong way. Is right. I guess what we're taking away
2: there you go, exactly. So Angela's pregnant at the coffee shop she, and he's reading her new book and he's like, oh, this guy isn't like handsome enough to be me. And she's like, it's a work of fiction. Any resemblance to real life characters is completely coincidental. And she's and he's like, oh, you must have a good lawyer. So they're you know still having some legal foreplay. Good
3: lawyer, yeah, good psychologist, good general practitioner, good dentist. He does everything.
2: And then a, <laughs> and then a little boy comes up to her and he's like, are you Angela Tilly? And he, she's like, yeah. And he's like, will you please send my book? My mom's a big fan. My mom's name is Janice. She looks exactly like you. And obviously he's eerily reminiscent of a young Kyle. So you might be thinking to yourself, Oh, is this the model Did the model of a child with him? No, mm-hmm. not 269 no. days later. Was there an 11 year old no. boy all of a sudden? No. So, uh, long- you know,
3: I'm suddenly having a flashback much like she has a flashback in this scene. Because he does say at one point, I've gone all around the world trying to find another you. Uh-huh. And, I, and none of them have worked out. So maybe this is some, like, Italian love child.
2: Hopefully. Because if not, this he's this child's out there spooking pregnant ladies for no reason.
3: <laughs> if not, anybody who's ever met Tilki Jones' character... Sees him walking down the street and shudders.
2: Tilky Jones is his. <laughs> his parents went with Tilky Jones and then he was, they were like, you know what? He had an acting agent. They were like, now's the time to change your name if you want. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll stick no. with Tilky. Yeah, I feel like
3: I've built a legacy for Tilky.
2: Like, let me look up the name <laughs> Tilky and see if anyone else has ever had the name Milky with a T.
3: Well, apparently his middle name is Montgomery. If IMDb is to believe is to be believed.
2: He could be. Yeah. So when you Google tilkey tilkey Jones is the first, I mean, it is effective in that sense from.
3: Yeah. The You'll find him, him no matter what that. you're searching for.
2: Um, That's hilarious. Well, um, that's the movie you guys that's, he's watching. Do we have any more like demons to get out before we wrap this up? No,
3: I think it's just like, First of all, just the fact that it was written by a computer. Like, that's just so apparent. I mean, we've said it before. We'll say it again.
2: Definitely. The,
3: the fact that it didn't... It didn't even try to be a Blackpink video. I was a little disappointed in that. Um, <laughs> Like, it wasn't even trying. <laughs> but... But then also... <laughs> just that batshit ending. She, like, has a flashback to the flashback of him gunning down his poisoned parents which she hasn't even seen she doesn't know what he looks like at 12
2: that that was a fuck you to us like sometimes i think lifetime likes to do like a oh you thought this movie was gonna end sane fuck you like no
3: and let me tell you when i was watching this movie live on television in a hotel room in isolation in houston texas i don't recommend it um don't travel in a pandemic y'all anyway that was Because you know at the end of Lifetime movies, they're just like trying to cut to the next one as quickly as possible. So the ending's a little sped up. It sort of turns into a smaller square. And it was just like, she's having this flashback and then immediately the like, um, Jilted Lovers trilogy started with a new title card. And it was like whiplash. It was so crazy.
2: Can we end with a IMDb review from someone named Tom F. Sloan?
3: (gasps) I would love to hear what Mr. Sloan... I uh, I'm assuming pronouns. Sorry to Tom it's Sloan if you're fine. not. A I think
2: Tom, um, I well, I don't know. So five out of ten stars. Um, the title is just like Daffy Duck. <gasps>
1: oh no. So he's a dreamer oh, no. Too. I don't
2: know. <laughs> Another one of those movies, tip very typical with average acting, but again, it's also entertaining. You watch it waiting to see what happens next, even though you already have a pretty good idea. Angela's <laughs> confrontations with Kyle were far from the best acting moments. And why do Kyle and Michael have to look so similar? Like what? most Lifetime-esque movies, Michael gets clobbered with a baseball bat to the head, but he's fine, just like Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle gets caught he's <laughs> down, but he gets up, again, raring to go, just like Daffy Duck. <laughs> What I liked Lindsay. God- I liked Lindsay Godfrey's hair for no for no other reason than it was different from 98% of the other typical leading ladies. I also like the sets and locations. <laughs> 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 Just like Daffy Duck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also like Daffy Duck.
2: But then there's someone who gave it a fucking 10 out of 10. And I feel like if oh. I don't know what 10 out of 10 is it's just a woman has an affair with her ex-boyfriend and the boyfriend finds out and dumps her. The woman shoots her ex-boyfriend in self-defense. That's your 10 out of 10? That's
3: the whole review.
1: Just that's like Daffy Duck.
2: We'll never top just like Daffy <laughs> Duck. Honestly, it's kind of, that's honestly how I feel this podcast treats movies.
3: Honestly. <laughs> just honestly. like Daffy
2: Duck. Oh my God. And you know,
3: you know what's really missing from film criticism is like the the empathy the empathy and just like the, the caring way that you compare it to something that's like so nostalgic from childhood, like Daffy Duck, <laughs> like this reviewer should be employed by a major publication. I agree. You know what I mean?
2: Just like Daffy Duck. I mean, <laughs> 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 I can't, I can't. So, um, Richard, please be a semi regular on this show. I absolutely fucking love talking to you. I feel like you were just, uh, <laughs> just such a, Fertile soil of individual. (laughs) I really enjoy you. Malls,
3: Malls, Malls, you are a goddess among women. You are a goddess among all people, regardless of gender. (laughs) I just, I do. My biggest dream in life is to do is to rate a movie with your fucking rating scale. So I would love to come back again if you would ever have me.
2: Yeah, I think, you know what, F- just for you, next time you come on, whether we're in season or not, you're <gasps> gonna have a special chance to to hit up. We have to give ah! you though a goofy one because a movie like this, doing a scale with a movie like this, it wouldn't pay the scale justice. I oh, feel no. like. Honestly, next time I do a Dwayne Poole movie, it should be with you because Dwayne is an icon. I've only come to grow to like respect Dwayne more than I could have ever. The first time his name left my lips, it was with such disrespect. And now I have nothing but respect for Dwayne Poole. So
3: aren't those the best relationships? Isn't yeah. that just like the best thing? The growth, the progression. Like it's so beautiful.
2: And you know what I love is that Dwayne showed me love when he had heard me say nothing but hurtful things about him.
3: <laughs> oh that that's a kind soul. That's gorgeous.
2: Dwayne didn't even know all the things I had to say about his better <laughs> qualities. So you guys, all of Richard's information will be available in the description of this podcast. So you will be able yes, to, yes, yes. to go cancel him on Twitter. Blank. Literally
3: follow me on Twitter so that I know the episode has been posted.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. All the blanks come out and show Richard some love. And um, Follow me
3: blank. Love you.
2: Is there anything else you want to add on before we sign off?
3: Um, I really don't think so. My Twitter and Instagram are both really small scale. So don't be surprised by the low quality content. Love you're me.
2: you're in the <laughs> fold as a nacho expert. You guys, until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Please rate and review us and we will talk to you later. Bye.